across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines election campaign focuses on GP surgeries, row over petting zoos in Hertfordshire and record-breaking Watford striker aiming for the Premier League. BBC Three Counties Radio. The issue of access to GPs is likely to be one of the battlegrounds in today's general election campaigning. Labour says a smaller proportion of surgeries were offering extended opening hours in March last year when the coalition, than when the coalition took office. The Conservatives say Labour's figures refer to before a new fund was introduced to extend the opening hours. Animal rights campaigners in Hertfordshire are calling for an end to travelling petting zoos. It comes after an event at Watford Market involving rabbits, chickens and ducks was cancelled on Saturday. More from Matt Lockwood. Hertfordshire Animal Rights says petting zoos cause distress to animals and offer no educational value. Pressure from them on their Facebook page led to the event being cancelled. It meant children couldn't meet and have their photos taken with animals including rabbits, chickens and ducks. The market said every effort was made to ensure the safety and well-being of the animals but they were worried about disruption to the event. Network Rail say the major Easter improvement works at Watford have been completed on time and lines are open as normal this morning. Work to replace a bridge meant the West Coast main line was closed for four days with trains terminating at Milton Keynes and Hemel Hempstead. Campaigners have criticised the lack of facilities for the hard of hearing and deaf people at Bedford's new multi-million pound bus station. A hearing loop has not been included in the redevelopment which the action group Access Bedford says is disappointing. Secretary Alison Crook says there's a lack of awareness around the communication barriers that deaf people face. I think there is a huge misunderstanding in that if sign language is your first language that you are still able to read and access written language and that is not always the case. So I think there's perhaps not enough awareness of the communication barriers that the deaf community face. The former head of the Counter-Terrorism Security Office has told the BBC that Islamic radicalisation in prisons is getting worse because of staff shortages and overcrowding. Chris Phillips says extremists aren't being monitored properly. A man and a girl were injured in a two-car collision in Milton Keynes yesterday afternoon. It happened in Rooksley just before 5.30 and firefighters had to cut free an injured man after a car crashed into a ditch in Sear Green in Buckinghamshire just after 9.30 last night. In sport Watford a third in the championship, just a point behind the leaders after a 2-0 win over Middlesbrough, with Troy Deeney becoming the first Watford player in history to score 20 goals in three consecutive seasons. We've had a tough week, obviously, going down to 10 men against Derby away, and then obviously that was a late kickoff. This being the early kickoff, so the recovery time was a bit shorter, but we've we've, we've all showed what we're, we're capable of, and now the, the challenge is to win the next five games. In League Two, Wickham lost 1-0 at leaders Burton. Stevenage are in the playoff places after a 1-0 win at Cheltenham and Luton are just a point behind after ending their losing run with a 1-0 victory at Tranmere. The weather, another dry day with warm and sunny spells, a maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Kelly. Hi. There we go. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
You're in my studio, which I don't like. Tough. And you're pulling faces. Yeah. What's going on? Let's sort Headphones, this out. Headphones, um... Headphone go go Headphones don't work. Unless I hold them like this. Yeah, they're BBC headphones. Of course, I have the only pair of working headphones in this premise. Is I had my own headphones, but as you know, um, you, you the end came off in the hole. You pulled the end off. No, I didn't. It just fell off in there, and it's, it's still in there. It's tragic when that happens, isn't it, Kelly? There we go. That was the chair. <laughs> so, uh, normal service resumes after... Uh, I mean, who's looking after your kids today? Um, oh, I think I, um, normal. Is her su- name Susan? Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Normal service resumes after what can only be described as two lacklustre shows. What are you talking about they're the best shows you've ever done. F- the, they're probably the best shows you've ever done. I've won awards. And I've worked with Ricky Gervais. I was going to say, I did an interview once with Jean-Christophe Novelli. That was pretty good. I worked with Ricky Gervais, another Frenchman. So uh, if you want to do French, uh, bonjour, c'est sweet. Oh. Mais, mais. Oui, Sur la table, c'est, bon, c'est, bon, c'est, bon, c'est, c'est bon, c'est bon. Si tu veux, on peut parler oh, en français. Le cochon d'Inde, oh, j'ai deux ans. <laughs> um, so, normal services resume today. What's coming up in the show, uh, Catherine? This, this petting uh, zoo story's uh, got my goat. Oh! Have a look on the menu, what I wrote. Oi, okay, okay. I think you'll find I've been fairly specific. Teeth, ears and bumps are daisy. <laughs> no, seriously. Teeth, ears and bumps are daisy. <laughs> yeah, that one? I never wrote that. No. OK. Teeth, ears and bumps are daisy. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can keep on doing that for ages. Good. You okay. might need to. Thank you.
of, of all the Beatles, I miss George Harrison. Yeah. There is, um... There is, um... Uh, an article in one of the papers, um... Slagging off John Lennon. Why? Wife-beating IRA apologist. Crikey. But then, but McCartney was... Who remembers Give Ireland Back to the Irish, the Paul McCartney song? That You know, the, the, in the 70s, it, there was a, a very uh, a brief fashion for flirting with the IRA, or at least with the causes of the IRA, the, 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 the ideas behind the IRA. Don't remember. I was very, very tiny, but you would remember it quite remember clearly. I remember it very well. And, um, uh, yeah, John, John Lennon did uh, hit Cynthia. There's no, there's no, um, there's nothing you can do about that. No. Wrote some good tunes. Does that, does that, does that clear him? I don't know. No, I don't think it does. Nope. Okay, well, we, do we like him on this show or not? Uh... No. Breasts. A Bedfordshire couple believe the sugars in breast milk are the reason their toddler is losing his teeth at 19 months. Keith Brees from Toddington listens to the show. Morning, morning, Keith. He tweeted us last night to tell us his wife is heartbroken and feels it's in some way her fault. Of course it isn't, but a recent US study appears to back up the theory about the sugar. Catherine, you've got more on this. Uh, you've been uh, messaging Keith, haven't you? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, and you're going to be speaking to him and his wife, Samantha, in about an hour's time. Excellent. Now, we only spoke briefly last night, but from what I can gather, they noticed that their little boy's teeth were showing signs of decay a few months ago. Obviously, they were horrified. They took him to the dentist who told them to cut out all the sugar from his diet. They've also been brushing his teeth three times a day, but it doesn't seem to be helping. And then they saw this article in the Mail Online. Ah, the Mail Online. No, no, it's, it, it's about a report uh, from new, new research scientists at Berkeley, the University of California. Now, they found that uh, children who are breastfed for extended periods are more likely to have tooth decay, and the more frequently a mother breastfeeds her child after the age of two, the more likely the child is to have severe tooth decay. Now, this is the work of Dr Benjamin Chaffee and his team. They were looking at the link between longer-term breastfeeding and cavities in 458 babies in low-income families in Brazil, although they said it was nothing to do with a socio-economic okay. group. They said that most of the babies they studied were old enough to be eating solid foods as well as breast milk. So they can't be sure it's just the milk then? No, and in fact, Dr Chaffee is quoted directly in this study saying uh, it does not suggest that breastfeeding causes cavities, but... If you look at the other parts of the report, the authors say it is possible that breast milk in conjunction with excess refined sugar in modern foods uh -huh. may be contributing to greater tooth decay seen in babies breastfed the longest and most often. This is speculation in the report. They say more research is needed to determine what's going on, but the findings are in keeping with professional dental guidelines that suggest avoiding on-demand breastfeeding after your teeth have come through. Tooth eruption. Yeah. Tooth eruption. Thank you for that. Um, we've had a, t a tweet from Scott saying, why don't you play Cliff Richard anymore. Well, I'd rather wait until everything's cleared up one way or the other. But, Scott, you've asked for it. You can have it. Well, it seems a long time 
let's talk to each other. Bad enough of this. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's still looking very quiet on the speed sensors on the motorways. No reports of any delays on the M25 or the M1. But in High Wycombe, there's roadworks on the A404 Marlow Hills. There's temporary traffic lights just before Marlow Road at the Leisure Centre, which could get busy later on. In Milton Keynes, there are reports of any problems through the roadworks going on at the Kingston Roundabout, but expect delays there later. And on the trains, the 634 service from Bedford to Wimbledon is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Six sixteen. It is. Uh, it's really early, isn't it? It's Tuesday, the seventh of April. I mean, Lee, I had a long day with the kids yesterday, man. See, it's not the headlines, but it's my headlines, and it's my life. You know what I mean, Catherine? Yep, I know exactly what you mean. It's my life. It's my life, my love. I don't actually know that song very well. Hey, here we go. Eyes down for a full house. Labour and the Conservatives are clashing over GP hours in today's election campaigning whilst wearing jumpers and jeans. Animal rights campaigners in Hertfordshire are calling an end to travelling petting zoos. And the major Easter rail improvements at Watford have been completed on time and the lines are open as normal this morning. BBC Three Counties Radio. As the general election gets closer, 
We want to know what you really think. Sometimes it gets a bit boring, I think. But we kind of feel like nothing changes. The Parliament really needs a good shake-up. We're holding a number of debates across beds, hearts and bucks, focusing on the biggest issues. The national health, I think that's a big concern at the moment. Immigration, probably. I think education, more than anything. If you'd like to take part and have your say, you can register your interest right now. Email 3cr at bbc.co.uk or call 08459 455 555. I always do the vote because I think it's uh, my right to vote. Election 2015 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I always do the vote because I think it's my right to vote. Good. Coming up later on, we're going to be uh, playing this. <laughs> What's that? Not the song, but we're going to be playing the game that's called... Before that, we're going to play this. The song. Justin, 
Hey, boss, I've got something for you. All right, well, go on. Go on. Go on. You go first. Go you, on. You go first. No, OK, I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, let it be yeah. the Beatles musical. You were oh, talking yeah. about George Harrison a few moments ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to see it on Friday. Fantastic show. Just one slight problem. Yeah. Um, the George Harrison guy was, was very, very good. He could, he could yeah. sing very well. But yeah. when he spoke, he was Italian. Eh, hey, what do you mean, Italian? Exactly. They were all scousers, and suddenly George is I, Italian. I saw the Let It Be musical. I took my mum. Mm. She thoroughly enjoyed it. It's not a musical, though, is it? It's a tribute band doing a concert. It, yeah, it's a concert with, with, with a few things in between, not much in between. But it's good fun. If you like the Fab Four, it's right up your street. I'll tell you what I like. Go on. I like animals. Right. I just can't think of any. Hang on a second. Let me think, let me think. Rabbits, chickens and duck. There we go. Lovely. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Justin. Yes. Two things. Go on. That was the monkeys. They're coming over here later on in the year. Ah, now I presume that you're going to be involved in this madness. Well, I, I say they're coming over here. Uh, one of them's dead. That's down to three. One of them said no. We're down to two. Uh, okay. So yes, I'm going to be involved in that madness. And then, and Kelly sent me an email. Something I spotted last night. Hmm. Uh, the late Davy Jones' per, uh, personal possessions from his uh, personal possession collection. Yeah are going up for auction oh, in the yep. early May. Yep, so I presume then you're going to be remortgaging your home? I was going to ask if you could lend me $20,000. <laughs> I mean, is that... i tell you one of the things that's up for sale, right? Yeah, two, things, two things go I've on. got my eye on. Yeah. His driving licence, his American driving licence from when he was a teenager... Oh, come on, why? Just tell me why. Because it'll be cool. Because right. imagine if I get stopped by the police again, <laughs> I whip that out. They say, oh, I'm sorry, Mr Jones, away you go. <laughs> by the time they realise I'm not David Jones and he's dead and it's an American driving licence, I'm in Acapulco. It's not going to work, I'm, mate. I'm drinking drinks from a coconut. <laughs> and the other thing I've got my eye on is a, a 12 foot long, 6 foot high neon monkeys logo that they took with them in concert. Ah, uh, now that yes. now that is a great toy to have in a home. If somebody yes. comes into your home, hey guys, look at my uh, yeah. look at my big neon sign. Yeah. 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 yeah that's if right. If you live alone. I think if there's a wife involved well, I, I at will, any point. I can I say if I get that, I will be living alone. So <laughs> that um that works out quite well. But I would say that, that that's kind of great for a relationship. If you're having some sort of row, come on, darling, let's go into the room, look at the neon sign, let's Turn all just on. calm down, yeah. let's chill out, look at the sign, yeah. and then, you know, afterwards, yeah. you know, see what, what she'll happens. see is uh, about six months' worth of uh, kids' school shoes. We, um, we're breaking up. Why, why is that? The signs are there. What signs? <laughs> that massive neon one. <laughs> Is what I'm trying to say to you. Clever. Thank you, mate. Thank you. I it's appreciate right. that. Let no me problem. just... Um, Rabbits, chickens and dirt. There we go. That's Matt Lockwood saying animals. Uh, well, hang on. Let me, I'm not focused on um, anything today. Hang on. Right. Here in loops. Mm. Uh, are we ready? Yes. I'm ready. I can hear you. Ready. Go. Steady. Go. go. Oh, can we get a firing pistol? Not, not a clip of one. Actually, a firing pistol. Because that would be effective to start stories. Um, we all know where we are, then. Yeah. Kelly, can you give me a fire starting pistol, please? Yeah. What, what does it sound like? Do an impression. Like a big bang? It goes like this. Hang on, it goes... Bang! Oh. Can I use that? No. If, they, if you can't get anything else, then yeah. Thank you. Bang! Last month, Bedford's new bus station was unveiled with uh, a great metaphorical fanfare after years of planning, which often felt as if it would come to nothing. Is that not true? They spent eight million quid on the shiny new facility, but seemed to have left out the one bit of the old bus station that people liked and needed, a hearing loop for the deaf. 
Justin, you've been looking into this. What have people been saying? Well, we were alerted to this by uh, Matt Barrett on our Facebook page, but the ones who are, are really disappointed by this, Ian, are the action group Access Bedford, which represents deaf people in and around Bedford Borough. Uh, they say clearly there was an oversight uh, as to what was needed by hearing aid users, and they're now working with the council to sort this problem out. Uh, the secretary of Access Bedford, Alison Crook, told us there is not enough awareness around the communication barriers that deaf people face. It's disappointing that it's not been part of the bus station as it's been built. It is very important to um, the hearing aid wearing community. I think the communication barriers for deaf people are not very well understood. Um, I think there is a huge misunderstanding in that if sign language is your first language that you are still able to read and access written language and that is not always the case. So I think there's perhaps not enough awareness of the communication barriers that the deaf community face in everyday life. Now, here's the thing, Justin. I've yep. seen these hearing loop signs in the, all through my life. I don't really know what a hearing loop is. I, do, I guess it just makes things louder, does it? Should we go back to layman and layman's terms? Well, what is a layman? <laughs> Again, uh, the hearing loop, basically, yeah. it helps hard-of-hearing users to communicate. It's as simple as that. Uh, basically, what it does, it cuts out the background noise that will be magnified by a hearing aid and uh, helps to increase the volume of the sound Mm. within the loop. So uh, this can make one-to-one conversations accessible in loud public spaces, such as, of course, a bus station. What has the council said? Uh, They say that, well, uh, they've conducted trials in the new bus station involving sensory impairment specialist and a profoundly deaf person, and it has been judged that the station is easily accessible. Uh, They also say that real-time bus information is available visually on large screens located in the middle of the bus station and at every bus stop for the deaf and hard of hearing. That's what they say, so clearly... as far as the council are concerned, no issue. <laughs> that was good. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Justin, can we speak to you just before 10 to 7? There's a lot in the papers yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, I'm up for it this morning. And I've got my shiny white trainers on and the streets, well, they're looking a bit quiet at the moment, but um, I'm going to be hitting those streets those, later on big time. You're going to soil that. He's got pure white brand new trainers on. He doesn't Hashtag. care either. He doesn't Hashtag. care. Swag. Uh, just some of the things we might talk about later on, Justin. Um, 17 girlfriends, carpet munchers, exploding head syndrome, um, pussy in cahoots and, got, and Holden's nipples. And I've got personal sunrise, doggle box and Barlow. 17 girlfriends. What a once are we talking here? Yes, mate. It's a wow. good story. Busy lad. Yeah, speak to you later on. It's a good story. It's a naughty story. But what is the story? What? Oh, I've got it, haven't I? Yeah. I don't know where I put it. I've got too many. Oh. What's the story? It's just a game that I've invented. Um, What's it called? What you do... Oh, for... Sorry, Kath. Um, what you don't get any more these days, or maybe you do, board games based on television shows. You don't. We had. Um, did we have three, two, one board game? No, we did. We had the generation game board oh, game. We had family fortunes with the. Eh, eh. We. I wanted the family fortunes. Mm-hmm. We. Um, we had another one. The generation game we had. Oh, I think we had. I think we had every second counts. Oh. The Paul Daniels quiz. I think we had that. We've still got, and this is still in its wrapper, so well loved. Could be worth a few quid. Uh, QI. Oh, for goodness sakes. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting to get busier on the North Orbital Road around the M25 junction 21A roundabout, but it's still looking quiet on the M25 and on the M1 and the A1M. We've not had any reports of any delays so far. In Biddenham on Bromham Road, there's roadworks at the Brant between the Branston Way and Paula Radcliffe Way, so that could slow your journey down later on this morning. And on the train departure boards, the 632 train from Stevenage to Moorgate has been cancelled. Samantha Brooks, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Labour and the Conservatives are clashing over GP's hours in today's election campaigning. Animal rights campaigners in Hertfordshire are calling for an end to travelling petting zoos after a weekend event was cancelled. And the major Easter rail improvement works at Watford have been completed on time and lines are open as normal this morning. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford a third in the championship, just a point behind the leaders after goals from Troy Deeney and Odion Igalo gave Slavicia Kanovic's side a 2-0 win over Middlesbrough. We made a very good game. I must be happy completely. We, we played very serious. We, we, we were very organised uh, today in the, in the game and in uh, the end we deserved this, uh, these three points. Wickham lost 1-0 at League 2 leaders Burton but remained four points clear of fourth place Berry, who also lost in the race for automatic promotion. Here's manager Gareth Ainsworth. I thought we were fantastic. We were separated by one moment of magic today by uh, McGurk and, and maybe a, a fantastic save at the end by uh, you know the keeper's promotion save for him and uh, Burton had the luck today. But like I say, the, the fans were brilliant today and I think they realised what we'd done today to a, to a top-of-the-league side who really had the backs to the wall for a lot of the game. Luton ended their losing streak after Cameron McGeehan's late goal gave them a 1-0 win at Tranmere. That ended a seven-match losing run for John Stills' side. You know, we looked a bit more like Luton, I thought, today, particularly defensively. I thought we set up properly, set up well, and the unit was good today. We had what might be classed as uh, a fit other than Scott, who, who has got a little bit of a problem, but, you know, back four that knows each other inside out, and that counts for a lot. But Stevenage are one point above Luton and in the playoff places after a Ben Kennedy penalty gave Graham Westley's side a 1-0 win at Cheltenham. We earned a lot of corners, we put them under a lot of pressure, had some good chances, weren't clinical enough with them and then it's a question of being relentless with your determination to, to keep a clean sheet at one end and, and keep persistent at the other. We got the breakthrough through a big long ball, a hard working run from Kennedy and a calm and composed moment from him to slot the ball home. Tonight, Milton Keynes-Dons host Scunthorpe in League One. Victory for Cole Robinson's side would close the gap to second place Preston back to five points. And there's full commentary on the Dons against Scunthorpe in tonight's three-counties sport from seven. Elsewhere in last night's Premier League match, Manchester City lost 2-1 at Crystal Palace. They remain fourth, nine points behind leaders Chelsea. In Speedway, Rye House lost 47-43 to Peterborough in yesterday's League Cup meeting. And in Netball Super League, Hertfordshire Mavericks lost 59-41 at home to Surrey Storm. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Just looking at um, videos of um, me trying to fly the drone. Not very good. Not very good flight skills, are there? You're quite a good stunt uh, flyer. What did you call me? A stunt flyer. Okay. Yeah. In terms of crashing, that I've keeps... seen some very good crashes. Okay. Right. So now it's time. But you to... didn't film the bit where you um, <laughs> sailed into me. your own head. I bought a drone, Kelly, um, and um, I've got a cut, nasty cut on my neck there. 
<laughs> where he flew it into yeah, his own head. One behind my ear, and my, my thumb is quite badly cut up. Yeah, it's she's... flipping leaf, lethal. Mm? Lethal. Mm. So are you all right? Yeah. Are you eating? No. Do you want to? Do you want me to be eating something? Yes. Because I've got some stuff in my bag. Okay. Oh, got? okay. Banana. <laughs> okay, okay. Listen, it's time for... Excuse me, that's a bit clarty, that cough. Yeah. Is oh, that God. cough what Elliot put in? What? Is that cough what no, Elliot No, that was an extra. No, that was, that was a bonus. Give me the mirror, please. There you go. This is the new game I've invented, Kelly, mm -hmm. and it's called... think the breakfast radio show should have features and jingles. Yeah. Uh -huh. Furniture. Called, I read the headline from a story. You guys have got to guess. What's the story Did you just go, yes. Sounds fun, doesn't it? Yeah, it this fun. is what we've been missing. Feature. Puss in cahoots. Oh. Puss mm. in cahoots. I think, I, think I might have um, a snap from a different paper. Oh, yeah, that's why you shouldn't... Well, you can't play. Called... No, you can't play. No, you can't play. Smuggler. You can't play. You can't play. You you ruin game. Game ruined. Game over. But pack up board. Um, go home. Cry. Bedroom. She uh, still won't get it. Go on, Kelly. What do you think game, it is? Game over. What do, you think it, play? what do you think it is? Is it... What? No, Kelly. Um, puss in cahoots. Fell from a tree, yeah. broke its back legs, yeah. and then they had to put those little robot-y things on. So it's Where have around. you got that from? What, what's cahoots? My brain. What do you think cahoots are? Are they? They're not robo-boots. Uh, you're thinking of calottes. <laughs> I know, I'm thinking of shallots. Mmm, tasty. A cat, a, a cat in a... Now, this story doesn't make sense. Well, maybe it does in my paper. A, you're, you're actually ruining the game, and you are um, just ruining my day. Oh. And you're ruining my April. And actually, my 2015 is looking pee-poor. V-poor. Bit of people. A cat in a coat with phones and SIM cards taped... A cat in a coat <laughs> with phones and SIM cards taped inside was used to try to smuggle contraband to inmates at prison. End of story. Oh, well, I've got more. Cats are so crafty now. What a naughty cat. No. If you want more, read the song, page 15. OK, mate. Prison officer Daniel Ribeiro said, yeah. Cats are often seen wandering in and out of the prison. Well, they shouldn't be. No. An officer noticed he appeared to be wearing a coat, which we thought was strange. Well, you would. So we decided to stop the cat. Police are now investigating whether lags have also used the animals to sneak in the drugs and weapons after the incident in Patos, Brazil. But a cat in a coat, like a Mac. Mm. That's weird, isn't it? Like in yeah. a coat, you'd go, oh, it's a cat in a coat, we are going to shoot it and eat it and feed it to the babies. Brazil, very poor country. OK, that's round one. They're no so poor that it would be very unusual for a cat to be able to afford a coat. The cats are very wealthy, that's where all the money goes. <laughs> OK, that's round one of... Great. Round two. Hit. Now you be careful. Hmm? Oh. Hit and bum. Hit and bum. We'll start with Mama Kath. Is it something to do with hit and bum? Someone being. It's actually quite a good feature. Yeah. Scott Mills will be doing this in a week. If you missed it today, don't worry. Scott Mills will be doing it. Here you go, Scott. Here's one for you. Is it something to do with someone being rear-ended? 
In a car? No, 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 no. Kelly? Careful. Do you really we're want not, me to We're not answer? on six... No, I don't, actually, no. Tell us what it's about, Ian, please. OK, what, what are you asking? Are you asking me... What's the story in Yeah, if you want. Hit and bum. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> yeah. A man ran naked through a Toys R Us store with a cricket bat after crashing his car in Dundee yesterday. I was actually going to say that. Uh, end so, of story. So many questions. So many questions. And if I could have the sun, please. Oh. You know this one, so you cannot play this one. This one is for Kelly Bates all around. Real manful. Real manful. I actually don't know that. Play Mama Casper after Kelly Betts. Real manful. Is it about a man mm. who runs naked through Toys R Us with a baseball bat? It's a good answer. It's not the right answer. Mama Cath, stop looking. You just looked. No, I didn't. Well, what, what you did? You looked at something. I looked. I'm, I'm. You're looking at something. Unless you're doing Thousand Yard Stare. Great band from Slough. I am a bit tired. Um, real manful. Uh, is it something to do with? Um, what are you doing that for? Because oh, I'm enjoying this. I, I'm already, I'm like Simon Mayo, and I'm thinking of this as a TV format. Oh, I think... Rich. You guys won't be on it, sorry. I yeah. think this um, might be to do with... Mandful, Mandful. Is it about um, Amanda Holden's bosoms? Bang! Your time's up. Is it about her bosoms? Amanda Holden mm. has said her stylist, stylist urged her to get her nipples out after revealing she suffers from stiff assets. She doesn't mind, does she, Amanda? She'll the tell Britain's, you anything. The Britain's Got Talent um, Pop-Tart judge was pictured without a brassiere at the BGT... Britain's Got Talent. Oh, I thought it was buying gay transgender auditions in Birmingham's. Mum of two, Amanda, 44, said, she told me, you've got great nipples. I don't think anybody's got great nipples. Why is that news? Sorry! Because a celebrity said it. And then Amanda... Sorry! I said, why is that news? Um, boobs is not news. <laughs> oh, guys, come on now. So boobs is not news. She's right, actually. I've forgotten the uh, the mantra. Well, that was that was great. Stay tuned for tomorrow... What's the story where we... Stay tuned for tomorrow where we play... What's the story That's not bad, is it? That is a feature... Mm. A little it's a, featurette. It's a little rough around the edges. It's a little featurette. Uh, and Scott Mills will no doubt polish it up when he steals the idea and does it on his show. I can't wait to play it with him. <sighs> you got any stories, Catherine? Yes, they've been taken by my colleague, Ian Lee. And let me just... No, oh, no, sorry, I'm going to use the Daily Mail because okay. there's loads in the mail today. Yeah. Uh, page uh, six. Right. If you're getting married, lock the doors because it's very likely that if you don't, you will have a wedding crasher in the... Tiny uh, guys of Gary Barlow. There goes the buffet. Danielle Jones's wedding day was always going to be a very special occasion. Yeah, it might have been a letdown. But when her favourite singer Gary Barlow oh. made a surprise appearance, it's not a surprise anymore, Gary. We expect you there. I would be disappointed if I threw a wedding and Gary Barlow or Ed Sheeran didn't turn up. I know. The Take That singer, pictured, just in case you didn't know what he looked like, treated the starstruck bride, 33, just in case you were wondering, to a performance of one of her favourite hits by the band, guess which one? A Million Love Songs, the one he always does at weddings. A million love songs. later. 
08459 455 555. Let's get some Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. From the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very busy now from Junction 21 for the M1 to 19 for Watford and it's starting to look quite slow on the speed sensors anti-clockwise between Junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. Elsewhere though, it's inbound green on the North Circular Road. That's looking quite busy between the Clockhouse Interchange and New Southgate. And on the A1 southbound, it's building up between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. On the trains, there are a few cancellations. The 646 train from Hartford North to Moorgate is cancelled and the 647 train from Stevenage to Peterborough has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha! Hello. Did you hear our new feature, What's the Story Morning Glory? I I did hear a bit of the Oasis song. Okay, well it's a new feature Mm -hmm. where we play that bit of that Oasis song and then I read a headline, and the, te- the team here, the guys, um, have to try and guess what the story is. Yeah. It's a bit of fun. <laughs> All I'm trying to do, Sammy, is bring pleasure to people. I I'm, try- I'm trying to give you pleasure. I think you should continue to do that. Would you like me to give you pleasure? I know that you're safely a lot of miles away, so it's fine. Yeah. We've had a complaint already. No way. Yeah, way. We've had a complaint. Scott has complained. By the way, I played a Cliff Richards song for Scott. Scott has complained, shouldn't you cut the clip after what's the story because the morning glory bit doesn't make any sense. Oh, I haven't heard Scott's show. Um, Yes, Scott, how's your radio show doing? I'm printing a T-shirt. What do you reckon, Sammy? Well, it wouldn't rhyme if you cut the morning glory part, so it would lose its charm and people Mm. wouldn't maybe know. It brought you pleasure. It did. Thank you very much. Tell you what, Scott... You don't tell me how to do radio shows, and I won't tell you how to print T-shirts, all right? Uh? Although you do have an order for him with quite specific instructions. Very specific instructions. I'm a man who knows what he wants. Labour and the Conservatives are clashing over GP's hours in today's election campaigning. Animal rights campaigners in Hertfordshire are calling for an end to travelling petting zoos after a weekend event was cancelled. And the major Easter rail improvement works at Watford have been completed on time. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A chilly start again this morning. One or two bits of grass frost around at the moment. It's quite patchy though. It's not widespread. A bit of mist and fog as well. But that is, as I speak, lifting. And it's another lovely day. Blue sky and sunshine. Temperatures likely to get up to around 17 Celsius in the sunshine later. Now overnight tonight, clear skies again. Temperatures drop. It's a repeat performance. Could get a bit of grass frost. Minimum down to two Celsius. Perhaps sneaking just a touch lower in the more prone spots. For tomorrow, chilly start, a repeat performance. We've got sunshine and blue sky and temperatures again up to 17 Celsius. It looks like this fine and dry weather is likely to last through to Friday where we're going to get to our peak temperature where we could in some spots be seeing 18, maybe even 19. That's your forecast. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show. 
weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Justin. Giza. Did you like What's the Story, Morning Glory? Yeah, very interesting feature. Yes, uh, topical and, uh, yeah, fun. It's uh, it's fun, isn't it? Mm. I'm already... um, Hang on a second. Dennis. Good morning. Did you like What's the Story, Morning Glory? Yes. I I, I can hear that on the Scott Mills show, and I will hear Mm. it next week. I can also see it um, as a television programme, Dennis. Yes, so you can I. Okay. Well, you you couldn't see it if it wasn't, could you? I'm going to give you a slap. Um, that's my that's my next TV series I'm working on, which is actually it's not a bad title for a show. What slap a pensioner? There, um, ben Shepard has got a new series called Ninja Warrior. Oh god! Well, they made a thing about shove apne, so why not? Yeah, why not? Next next he'll be um, uh, he's got a new series called Dominoes. <laughs> And then they're trying a two-week run of a programme called Hopscotch. I don't know what happens in it. Dennis! Good morning. You're through to Justin. Hello, Justin. Hello, Tenboy. How are you today, sir? Not so bad. Now, this, this Brazilian cat... Brazilian cat? Yes, cat. Okay. Cat. Uh, if it had been wearing a fur coat, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been able to spot it was anything else, could it? It probably had a fluorescent coat on. That's why the idiots caught it. Yeah, I mean, D- Dennis, I'll, I'll be brutally honest with you. Uh, I've got absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. They they read a little bit out of the paper that yeah. apparently in Brazil, the uh, warders had found a cat mm. with a coat on bringing stuff in and out of the jail. So I said, if, there were, if it had a fur coat on, mm. they wouldn't have been able to tell. Do you, um, do you like Brazilian pussy cats? Uh... Be careful of what you say about Brazil. Yeah. And thank you very much indeed, Justin. Dennis. Good morning. Right, Ke- Kelly is going to... We've got a problem with the phones. Yes, she said so. You can't hang up. No. Kelly's going to cut you off now. Thank you. What's wrong with the problem with the phone? I can't... Justin. What's the problem with the phones, Kells? Um... We've just got some phone problems. If, if, okay. if the caller puts... Don't, maybe we no, shouldn't maybe tell we them. Shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't tell anyway, them. Anyway, just wait till Kelly um, puts the phone down Maybe we shouldn't tell them. Hey, now, here's a phone in. Go on. And I think maybe this is something for Justin too. Justin, oh, okay. listen up. Yes, I'm ready to go this morning. Ready yeah, okay. to go. Right. Are you ready to go anywhere near a coffee-making facility? Uh, yeah, quite possibly. You've already had one. What, do you want more? Yes. Oh, mate. How many do you want this morning? I woke up with the worst headache I've ever had this morning. It wasn't a migraine. Yeah. It was a headache. Well, Half- coffee's not going to solve that, is it? Well, you need water. I'm, I'm prepared to take that risk. <laughs> I'm prepared to take that risk, Justin. Okay. Okay. Page 26 of the Daily Mail, Justin. Mm. Girl who eats carpets. Whoa. Oh, crazy lady. Rare condition means Jessica for... condition. Has, Naughty. ...has a craving Not for underlay. Rare. No, kids. Kids eat stuff they shouldn't all the My time. My boy uh, went through a thing of eating carpet. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. It's not the first time a child has been accused of eating her parents out of house and home. Oy. But in Jessica Knight's case, it's literally true. Not... The four-year-old has an unusual appetite for furniture, soft furnishings and fittings, and doctors say they're unable to treat her. No, because it's just a matter of saying, can you stop that, please, darling? Mm. Hardly anything is off the youngster's menu, with the filling from a rocking horse, padding in an armchair and even carpet underlay taking her fancy. Other non-food items she devours include sand and chips of cement from paving blocks. Listen, as children, we've all eaten stuff that wasn't for eating. (laughs) So, uh, that's the phone-in today. Stuff you've eaten that wasn't for eating. 
I shall take that one to the streets. Can you work that one, Just? I can work some magic on that one, yeah, because at the, let's face it, we've all been in the situation as a child where Kebab. we get hungry. Yeah. Kebab. What have yeah. you eaten that wasn't for eating, Ian? Chalk. I used to eat chalk when I was a kid. Justin, what have you eaten that wasn't for eating? Again, chalk. Chalk mm. and pencils. When I was a kid, I used to love the taste of a pencil. I used to um, lick my finger and rub it along the groove of the chalk holder on the blackboard. Oh. And then, mm, mm, wow. Mm. Kelly's mm. nodding with appreciation there. <laughs> Kelly, what Kelly, carefully, um, what have you eaten that wasn't for eating? Soap and grass. Ooh. What's grass taste like? I used to sleep Chicken? grass. I used to, I've eaten grass too. I, um, I used to sleep on the top bunk, so I was near the ceiling, yeah. and my parents had Artex, and I used to pick the nobbles off and eat those, which is not to be recommended, because it's really bad for you. What have you eaten that you should... Pregnant, pregnant women eat coal, or no. they lick a yeah. coal. Apparently, yeah. They lick a coal. I never did that. And Ashley coal. Oh! Do you know what I used to like when I was pregnant? Um, it's been a very raunchy show already. This sausage time. meat. There we go. I thought so. Thank <laughs> you, Justin. We'll speak to you later. Take care, boss. Ta-ra. Seriously, sausage rolls, Okay, mate, you're eggs. doing it again. Scotch eggs. Here's something. The curse of the show has once again struck. <gasps> you can say it, Kelly. You try to curse me. Yeah. And I'm still here? No, but it doesn't work on it doesn't team, work team members. It doesn't work on us. We're we, safe. We'd never get any work done, would we? We're immune. Here. The curse, though is alive and kicking, or should I say, dead and buried. But dead and buried. Bless you. Who did we talk about last... Oh. She's sneezing. Who did we talk about last week, Ian? The world's oldest person. Well, she was the second oldest. No, she wasn't at that point. Well, we did. Well, no, she was. OK. So the world's oldest person, 117, died last week. We were talking about who was then the new world's oldest person, who was 116. Gertrude Weaver. She's dead. The curse is dead and buried here on BBC Three Counties Radio. To be fair, though, she probably would be the next to go. What do you mean she'll be... Well, she's the oldest. She'll be the next person in the world to die. Are you nuts? She's not gone for a hundred and odd years. Why would she? I know the odds are in her favour that she'll keep on going. I reckon there's a a, a 95-year-old going around who just can't be bothered to wait to be the world's oldest person don't so she's bumping them. them all off don't name them the world no i'm gonna don't geraldine tally you're next the world's oldest person died yesterday at the age of 116 just five days after gaining the title the excitement was too much no doubt gertrude weaver was one of just four people alive with birth records showing they were born before 1900 Mrs. Weaver was named the world's oldest on April the 1st, April Fool's, when Misao Akokawa from Japan died aged 117. Mrs. Weaver said at the time the key to her long life was treating people kindly. Well, that's the thing, you become the world's oldest person, you turn into a bit of a B-I-T-C-H. What? Goes to your head, doesn't it? It's like Clarkson. The title now goes to Geraldine Talley from Inkster, Michigan. Oh, dear. Who was born on May the 23rd, 1899 and turns 116 next month. If she makes it. Why did you name her? If she makes it. You got anything else? I really need to go and make a phone call. Go. Charms, cause I want a girl 
555555 what have you eaten that you shouldn't travel news for beds hearts and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio it's busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Waterford and it's also looking quite slow on the North Orbital Road around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the A1 southbound it's building up between the Holiday Inn and Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner elsewhere though looking at the speed sensors in Milton Keynes it's moving fine through the roadworks at the Kingston roundabout but expect a laser later on Samantha Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you very much indeed you can also text as well, of course. Hey, what, what are you trying to do? Well, your chair made a funny noise. That's why I was laughing. But I was just going to... It didn't um, make a noise, the mate. Newspapers. That was my bum. Oh. So, you're so childish. Oh, man. 81333, start your text 3CR. Be loads of complaints now. Or you can get... Do you like that one? You can tell I spent all day with the boys yesterday. I'm in that kind of mood. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines election campaign focuses on GP's hours, row over petting zoos in Hertfordshire and record-breaking Watford striker aiming for the Premier League. BBC Three Counties Radio. Labour and the Conservatives are clashing over GP's hours in today's general election campaigning. Labour claims the Conservatives have made it harder to get a doctor's appointment outside normal business hours. The Conservatives say Labour are using out-of-date figures. Tony Blair will warn later that a second term for David David Cameron could push the country towards an EU exit and bring economic chaos. The former Prime Minister is entering the election fray with a speech in Sedgefield. Animal rights campaigners in Hertfordshire are calling for an end to travelling petting zoos. It comes after an event at Watford Market involving rabbits, chickens and ducks was cancelled on Saturday. More from Matt Lockwood. Hertfordshire Animal Rights says petting zoos cause distress to animals and offer no educational value. Pressure from them on their Facebook page led to the event being cancelled. It meant children couldn't meet and have their photos taken with animals, including rabbits, chickens and ducks. The market said every effort was made to ensure the safety and well-being of the animals, but they were worried about disruption to the event. Network Rail say the major Easter improvement works at Watford have been completed on time and lines are open as normal this morning. Work to replace a bridge meant the West Coast main line was closed for four days with trains terminating at Milton Keynes and Hemel Hempstead. Campaigners have criticised the lack of facilities for the hard of hearing and deaf people at Bedford's new multi-million pound bus station. A hearing loop has not been included in the redevelopment which the action group Access Bedford says is disappointing. Secretary 
Alison Crook says there's a lack of awareness. I think there is a huge misunderstanding in that if sign language is your first language, that you are still able to read and access written language. And that is not always the case. So I think there's perhaps not enough awareness of the communication barriers that the deaf community face. The former head of the Counter-Terrorism Security Office has told the BBC that Islamic radicalisation in prisons is getting worse because of staff shortages and overcrowding. Chris Phillips says extremists aren't being monitored properly. A man and a girl were injured in a two-car collision in Milton Keynes yesterday afternoon. It happened in Rooksley just before 5.30. And firefighters had to cut free an injured man after a car crashed in to a ditch in Sear Green in Buckinghamshire just after 9.30 last night. In sport, Watford a third in the Championship, just a point behind the leaders after a 2-0 win over Middlesbrough, with Troy Deeney becoming the first Watford player in history to score 20 goals in three consecutive seasons. We've had a tough week, obviously, going down to 10 men against Derby away, and then obviously that was a late kick-off, this being the early kick-off, so the recovery time was a bit shorter, but we've we've, we've all showed what we're, we're capable of, and now the, the challenge is to win the next five games. In League Two, Wickham lost 1-0 at leaders Burton. Stevenage are in the playoff places after a 1-0 win at Cheltenham and Luton are just a point behind after ending their losing run with a 1-0 victory at Tranmere. The weather, another dry day with warm sunny spells, a maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Simon Morning Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Radio Cats going solo in there look to normality after what can only be described as two rather shoddy shows. You on loved the... it, don't pretend. No, mate, I didn't. You did. Fri- good Friday and Good Monday were bad Friday, bad Monday, radio, radio style. That's not what you said to me privately. Yeah, privately I said you're fired. And I said, you don't have the authority. Correct. I checked the documents. It turns out she's correct. Oh, I'll get there one day. What's coming up on the show this morning, Catherine Boyle? Teeth. Yeah. Stroking. Oh. And... Smoking. Thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I mean, I say you're smoking, it'll just be Justin's private growlers. What have we got on the Texas? Oh, mate, I knew it. It's fine. It's just my computer's really slow. Let no, me just it's try not. And flip it's, over. it's just your brain is really slow. I've been ta- doing some stuff. and th- Every uh, four minutes past seven, Every morning for the last two and a half years, I have been asking for Texas. You know I went to Since you've been doing this job for the last 18 months, (laughs) you've not got it. You got it right once. Fair play. Twice. Okay, last week you got it once and the week before I think you got it once. That's it. Yeah. How can you be so, I don't want to say dumb because that's demeaning and I don't want to be accused of being a Clarkson bully, but how can you be so dumb? Quite important things on my mind. This is just a bit mundane. If I'm honest. Mate, it's content. I mean, why haven't you got the link for it in there? You know, you could always read your own texts. Oh, because I'm not allowed to have texts in front of oh, me. Yeah, I'd because I read... you can't handle the truth. I can't. <laughs> you know they have to be censored from me because I'm a very sensitive kind of guy. OK, so are you really sure you want to open this can of worms? Are you going to read them or shall I just move on to our guests? We don't got none. What? Not one. We got not Zip, one text. Zilch, oh, nothing. Oh, you, slack, you slackers. You, you slackers. 
81333, start your text 3CR. Now, a Bedfordshire couple fear their decision to breastfeed their toddler has led to him losing his teeth at just 19 months. Keith Breeze from Toddington listens to the show every morning. He tweeted us last night to tell us his wife, Samantha, is heartbroken and uh, feels it's in some way her fault. Well, uh, Keith, have we got both of you on the line? Keith and Samantha? Well, just me at the moment. My wife's here with me. All right, Keith, morning. Thank you. We'll speak to you first. So, your boy's 19 months. He's 19 months. Well, about three months ago, my wife noticed, I thought she was a bit of a paranoid, to be honest with you, a little mark on his front tooth. Mm. She managed to get him, to, after persuading, persuading the dentist to, to see him, because they thought she was being paranoid, mm. um, <clears throat> the mark, and it was decay. A week later, you could really see the decay around his gums, so we took him back to the dentist. They put some varnish on it, enamel, um, and said basically cut all sugar out, which we've done. He's had no sugar, no drinks, just normal meals and uh, water, no, so nothing else. Have you and been brushing his teeth? Brushing his teeth three to four times a day and after every snack. Yeah. Constantly being brushed. Brushing his teeth, my wife has. Well, well um, done. Cause it's enough hard to brush a 19-month-old yeah, teeth, oh, isn't it? Tell, tell me yeah. about it. He screams, but it's my wife's obviously took on board yeah. that um, that she wants him to have teeth. Um, uh, so we've narrowed it down now. So it's either a toothpaste that's making them decay mm. or breast milk. So basically, that's. Have that's you tried different? Have you tried different toothpastes? Yes, we tried different toothpastes. Okay, okay. Uh, so what makes you think it might be breast milk? Because we've just literally narrowed it down to everything else. There's no sugar in his diet. Obviously, we've read online a few things. We wait to see a specialist. Yeah. But I, I can't see what else could it be. Water don't decay teeth. He's been, he's having his teeth brushed every day. Apparently, there is a sugar in breast milk. Um, what What has the dentist suggested? Is, is, is the dentist got with any options? Well, last the last time that, that he has had got a hole in the back of one of his teeth, not oh, one of his back dear. teeth. Poor so thing. we tried to get him another appointment at the dentist. And she more or less said, you've just got to wait for the specialist. We've been waiting now three months for a specialist. Oh, We've dear. now got an emergency, um, a cancellation appointment last week for next week. Yeah. But we would, we've only had that because there was a cancellation. Um, so we really don't know what to do about it. Keith. But it don't look, at, at, at his age, it don't look like his teeth's obviously going to last that long. No. Keith, is Samantha there? Can I have a word yeah. with her? Yeah, here Thank you, you mate. Cheers. I also need to ask him why he listens to this nonsense Hello? every day. He sounds like a sensible chap. Hello, Samantha. How are you doing? You're Hi. right. Yeah, I'm okay. Teeth to one side. How's the little one doing? He's okay. He's a normal, healthy yeah. child. Yeah. He likes clinging to the mum. <laughs> I can't. My boys are five and three now, and but, but being 19 months seems a lifetime ago. Is he, is he walk? He's walking now, is he? Yeah, yeah, he walks. Doesn't that change things when they start to walk? Yes, you think it's hard work up until then. Everything. Oh man, you can't. And you can't. You know, when they're, when they're lying on their backs in the living room, you can kind of nip off and make a cup of tea because yeah. you know they're not going to go anywhere. But when they're walking, nothing is safe anymore. No, especially when they're clinging to your leg <laughs> and they're trying to walk out of the room. Oh man, we were, I was at the park yesterday with my boys. It was wonderful. And um, uh, oh, but now they can run and play. Oh, it's a it's a nightmare. Anyway, sorry, I've gone off on a tangent. Um, uh, when did you first notice the little one's teeth? Um, it was about four months ago, I would say. Yeah. Because he had a little bit on his front teeth where it looked whiter than the rest, as if a bit of plaque was building up. And I phoned the dentist and I said, look, there's something wrong with my son's teeth. I said it to my husband. I mentioned it to a few of my family and they were all saying, oh, you're paranoid. Stop being paranoid. And I finally got him into the dentist. And the first appointment, she actually said that there's nothing wrong with them. It's just a bit of 
plaque. So mm. I took him back a week later, and that's when she actually noticed I was right. Isn't it funny that um, you, you generally, as a parent, and I think I do think mums are slightly more intuitive than dads over this, not always, but <laughs> you, 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 you do know when there's something not right with the kid, don't you? Yes. You, you just pick up a, a vibe or something. Um, and uh, your concern, the concern here is that it's, it's the breast milk that, that might be doing this. Yes. Um, there's been research done, which I found last night. It was in one of the newspapers about a year ago. Um, there's an increase in 40% if you breastfeed your child for longer than six months to, say, two years. Mm. And then after the age of two years, it, it jumps up to 50%. So it's quite big as the amount that do get teeth decay. But when you look into breastfeeding, you don't see any negatives really put on about it. They don't tell you any negatives. They just try and tell you positives to get you to breastfeed. Oh, uh, we, the, the, the breastfeeding fascists, uh, they really yeah. do, they, the, you know, if, if you don't breastfeed, you're a bad mum. And uh, yeah. everyone, uh, oh, it's, we, we've had all that. What, you know, what, while breastfeeding, I think, is pretty good. The, 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 it can... There are some people that do push it a little bit too hard. As a mum, and if it is breastfeeding that's doing this, how, is that, how does that make you feel? To be honest, it makes me feel terrible. It just breaks my heart thinking it could be that. Because I've tried to give him the best start in life, and I tried to get him off the breast when he was six months old. And he developed this flu, this cold and everything. He was all bunged up. And the medical advice I was given, because we couldn't give him anything else, was just to let him go back on the boob because it acts as a comfort for them. So he kind of took back onto the boob then. Yeah. I kind of feel like, well, I've gone back a step now because if I'd have stopped by my guns then, he would have been off. Yeah. And then this might could have very well been avoided. Is he in any discomfort with this, uh, these, this decay and these cavities? No, not the moment. That's something. He's fine. Yeah. Still eating and everything. And I'm imagining this wouldn't have any effect on his uh, his adult teeth. No, no, not if it's the breast milk. Yeah. If, if it's something else, then it could very well, I guess, he's got a 50-50% chance that... You've waited three months for an, uh, for an appointment. You've got an emergency appointment next next week. I, I'm yeah. surprised that it's taken... I know that the, the, the dentists are slightly reluctant to, to look at kids' teeth that age because, well, they're just difficult to sit down and get them to open their mouths and stuff, but three months seems pretty incredible. Yeah, they, um, I, when I noticed a hole coming in his back tooth, he, I phoned the dentist, they refused to see him, and when I asked for a reason, I said, well, I kind of, I'm not sure if it is a hole, I would like a bit of advice, because obviously I'm no dentist. And mm. um, they refused, she said, oh, I'll talk to the dentist and I'll ring you back. I waited about three hours for her to call me back just to say, no, she's not going to see them. She said it would be traumatising for him for her to look into his mouth, but you have to keep it clean and brush his teeth after every snack and meal. Well, forcing a toothbrush into a child's house is, um, a child's <laughs> mouth is yeah. quite traumatising in itself. It's hard work, isn't it, for everyone? Yeah, so it's traumatising him anyway. It would have took them two seconds to actually look in his mouth. Samantha, could you take him off the breast now? Because some people might suggest that 90 months is a little bit too old to be breastfeeding anyway. The different yeah. people vary. Uh, could you, is, that, is that an option? Well, at the moment, it's not like he goes on it all the time. It's, he needs it to go to sleep, so I need to find another way to yeah. try and get him to go to sleep. Yeah. But I do plan to get him off it now. OK.
Listen, I, re- I know you're both very nervous. I really appreciate you coming on and, and telling and letting us know your story. And I hope everything sorts itself out one way or another. Thank you. Let us know what the dentist says next week, won't you? We will. All right, thank you very much indeed. That's Keith and Samantha Brees. Uh, 08459 455 555. I've got stained teeth. Was it penicillin? that stained everybody's teeth in the 70s and 80s. There was something, there was something, uh, you get, um, you've got little pink bands, little dark bands on your teeth, and it was medicine that we were given in the 70s and 80s that, um, that you could see. Was it penicillin, Catherine, that made us have bands on our teeth? I thought it was fluoride or something. Um, I don't know if it was fluoride. I don't know. I don't there was, know. There was I, I thought it was oh wait four five nine four double five five four five was if you the bands on the teeth. Texas? No, we didn't get any. We've got a rude one from Shirley saying, Yeah, go on, tell her off. But apart from that, no. Yeah, who, who am I telling off you? Apparently. The ice one, Shirley. Yeah, yeah, good one. Shell's my I only get a bumper sticker made say that says Shell's my girl. <laughs> and um basically Shell's uh, my world. No. She can be your world, she's my girl. Shell's my girl. A because it rhymes and B because she's my girl. She's not my world. That's Earth. Which I'd like to give a big hug later on for nurturing us. Oh, you've got your arms are long enough. That, um, what? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's beginning to look quite busy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And it's also busy on the North Circular Road between the East End Road Tunnel and Henley's Corner. But looking at the speed sensors in Hitchin on Cambridge Road, it's looking fine through the roadworks at Walgrove Road. But on the Trains Virgin, Trains West Coast have possible delays of 10 minutes between Watford Junction and Milton Keynes Central. That's because of a signalling problem. And also the 721 train from Milton Keynes Central to London Euston is cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counts. Oh, Sammy, expertly done. Thank you so much, my darling. Remember, Shell's my girl. That's the new series coming up after What's the Story, Morning Glory? And give them a slap, exclamation mark. (laughs) I'm not calling it slappers, though. 7.16, it's Tuesday the 7th of April. Oh, look at Catherine laughing at her own joke. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Today's election campaign is focusing on GP's hours, with Labour claiming the Tories have made it harder to get an appointment. Look out for lots of jumpers and jeans. Animal rights campaigners in Hertfordshire are calling for an end to travelling petting zoos after a weekend event was cancelled. And the major Easter Rail improvement works at Watford have been completed on time. BBC Three Counties Radio. After Saturday's game against Swindon... The shot comes in, deflected by Hodgson, and in by Powell! The header in by Daniel Powell! MK Dons are back in action tonight. Flick with the shot, and it's 2-0! It's a wonderful goal for MK Dons! Relegation threatens Scunthorpe are the visitors to Stadium MK, and will bring you the whole game live. Low to Hodgson, across to Grigg, it's going to be three! It's a simple tap-in for Will Grigg! MK Dons versus Scunthorpe, tonight from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, we're being picked up on um, my pronunciation. Deliberate. By a pendant. Jill says, just woke up to hear you berating Catherine for the lack of text. Perhaps if you ask for text rather than Texas, she might oblige. Oh. She's right, you know. Maybe if you use please now and again. 
What? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You may have an opinion on this. Animal rights campaigners in Hertfordshire are calling for an end to travelling petting zoos. Um, over the Easter weekend, an event involving rabbits, chickens and ducks was cancelled at Watford Market following complaints. Joining me now is Todd Bradbury, the founder of Hertfordshire Animal Rights and also Dr Roger Mugford, an animal psychologist and farmer. Todd, let's start with you. Uh, what, what's your beef with petting zoos? Uh, good morning, Ian. Morning. Uh, petting zoos themselves are very unregulated businesses. There's no real regulation for them. You don't need a licence to set them up. Uh, furthermore, putting animals in situations such as in shopping centres and market stores is very stressful for them. Um, it's detrimental to their welfare. And it just results in children seeing animals as in stressful situations and not as they normally would be. Well, yeah, it's not how they normally would be. But how do you, how do you know that a duck is stressed? Uh, well, there's various different ways, um, the ways in which they actually shy away, but naturally they can't shy away if they're um, in front of people and being handled. Um, I, I don't, mm, yeah, I, I can understand that, but um, it's only ducks, isn't it? Um, it's only ducks, okay, rabbits, so and chickens. Rabbits are used to being handled all the time, and chickens, uh, um, uh, you know, they're, they're too dumb to be worried, aren't they? I wouldn't say chickens are dumb, they are quite intelligent animals. Um, but yeah, animals being overly handled is very very stressful for them. Not for um, rabbits. Rabbits love it. No, no. Um, it is very stressful for them just to be overly handled as well as being transported around from place but to place. But we've got a rabbit and he loves being handled. Uh, your rabbit may like being handled, but to be constantly passed from place to place as well as the transportation, that's a big issue as well. Why is, the face, why is the face-to-face thing the problem? Uh, being face to face with them is it's mainly to do with the environment in which they're in it's a very noisy environment yeah. oh so it's not um, the passing it's the noise sorry it's not the passing around it's the noise uh, it's both really but uh, there is the noise which is a big issue as well because i've been to petting zoos and i and i i, I think they're, they're really good for kids because they get to see animals you know and learn about animals and learn to respect animals um, and the, they, the, the tortoises and the rabbits and the guinea pigs—they've never seen the, the chicks have never seen that stressed. Uh, what you, if you're in a market and or a shopping centre, all the children are seeing is an animal in a stressful situation. No, but I, as um, I said, I don't, I, I've not seen them be stressed. But you may not see them be stressed, but the result, the actual, actually, they are. But how do you know? That if, hang on, you, hang on. You just said you could tell that they were stressed. How can you tell that they're stressed? Well, in ways in which they act, is their behaviour is not normal. Well, I don't know what normal behaviour for a duck is. Well, if you don't know what the behaviour for a normal duck is, then, you know, obviously it would be hard for you to... Why don't you, why don't you tell me, Todd? What's the normal behaviour for a duck? A normal behaviour for a duck, if they're in a, a situation where in which lots of people are around them, there's lots of noise, they would naturally shy away. But they're not shying away, so wh- no, where's, they're, they're, where's they're the stress? They're unable to shy away. They're unable to shy away if they're being passed around and they're in a situation where in which they're on display. Well, OK, let's go to uh, Dr Roger Mugford. Morning, Doctor. Good morning, Ian. Uh, what well, your views on petting zoos? Well, if they're well run and the animals' needs are catered for, that means space and they've got an uh, ability to move away from the people who are doing the petting, then I've got nothing against them. And you made some good points. People living in town cities are so detached from the realities of what happens on farms and the, you know, the, the contact with animals is limited to seeing you know, meat in a supermarket refrigerator that we need to know 
what, what the food supply chain involves and the, the animals that are behind them. And that means contact with farm animals and well, it, contact it, with domesticated animals. And I, I applaud this. And petting zoos where people see little lambs at this time of the year and they see calves being born, they see... Um, Poultry, ducks are mentioned, is all to the good, really. But maybe taking, maybe as Todd says, taking the animals out of the natural, the natural. Let me scrap that word. Taking animals out of the farm environment is is perhaps not the healthiest thing for the animals. Why? Why instead of taking the animals to the kids in cities, why don't the kids go out to the countryside and see them? Indeed, that is the ideal situation, and, and many farms have open days. Um, there was a whole open week earlier in the uh, in. Uh, around about February, where members of the National Farmers Union invited children, parent groups to come to farms. And that is the best situation. But, you know, these animal rights people, they, their focus really should be on the keeping of wild animals in captivity. That's a much more stressful situation. So real, real-time zoos, like London Zoo, um, pose much greater welfare challenges than these domesticated animals. The whole process of domestication has made animals rather tolerant of handling, human interference, and indeed of movement. And, and you know, I, I think the, the animal rights people are to the wrong target in this case. Yeah, I, I struggle with, with kind of the, Victoria, the, the, the zoos. They're such a Victorian kind of concept. Um, Todd, this is all because of a, a situation that was going to happen at Watford Market. They've said on their Facebook page, our petting zoo providers were of the highest quality. The animals were specifically chosen for their calm temperament and all handling of any animals by children would have been closely supervised by an experienced professional. Have you been to a petting zoo, Todd? Um, not personally to... I've been to have oh. a look to see, check on animals, see if they've... Oh, the hang on a second. Is. If you've not been to a petting zoo... I just said I have been to... Oh, you said... No, you just said... Actually... You just said okay, not personally. To... So have you been to a petting zoo or not? I have been to a petting zoo just to see what was happening. I haven't been there just because I wanted to go for a good day out. OK. Because I've been yeah. to petting zoos and... They only the ones I've been to. They only let a certain number of kids in at a time. If they look like the kid is going to be agitated, they won't let them pick up the animal. And if the animal is in any way reluctant, then the animal doesn't get picked up. Everyone's very quiet. Everyone's very respectful. Um, and I'm just struggling to see what the what, what the problem is. Well, the one that I have been to. That was not the case. It was in a busy shopping centre. You cannot really determine noise in the big, busy shopping areas, especially at weekends. No. It's busy. And you cannot um, determine what all petting zoos are like by only going to one, can you? And you cannot... Well, it's a very unregulated business as well, so there's no way to really determine what these animals no, are in. No, but you can't... You, do, doing so. do you want all petting zoos banned? Uh, well... Mobile petting zoos are a big issue. So it's just mobile petting zoos you're against? All the other ones, they can stay? Well, I am against all of them. But, but you've not reasons. been to them, Todd. This, that's, that's the thing. I, I find it really um, interesting that you're protest, protesting against something that you have no experience of. Well, the spectator sees more of the game, and I guess that... I don't know what that means. Been, there has been investigations into these businesses. No, but, Todd, you're, 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 you're personally against these things, and yet you've not been to them. Well, they've been proven to cause stress to animals, and they've been proven to be detrimental to their welfare. Is that, is that mobile petting zoos or all petting zoos? 
Uh, well, speaking specifically on mobile petting zoos because of but this you've just said Todd, you've, but you've just said Todd that you want all petting zoos banned, and yet you've not been uh, to, to. And I suggest your research doesn't cover petting zoos that are run properly, um, that that are run responsibly, that are really educational and helpful to young people. But then again, those stationary petting zoos still aren't educational because they're still in a situation where these animals are being constantly no, handled. No, you're wrong. Around. You're wrong. First of all, you've not been there, and secondly, they are really educational. Where else is my boy going to see a chick and know what a chick looks like and know what a chick feels like and learn how to respect a chick and know that it comes from an egg and then it turns into his dinner? Well, you, not... You've not been to one, Todd, so you don't know how well that, that some of these are run. Well, the licensing for these is very, very limited as well, so... I don't know what there's that no means, real, limited. Uh, there's no real, like, um, criteria to actually open one of these things. Todd, I, I, I'm going to ask you the question directly. How can you protest against something you've never been to? Well, because of the, the information that is out there regarding this. What information is out there regarding stationary petting zoos? I'm not talking about the travelling ones, the stationary ones. No, there's uh, investigations into them that have shown that poor welfare conditions and stress caused but, uh, by being constantly I'm, I'm going to say that that's not true for most of them. The ones I've been to, that's not true. I, I'll ask you again. How can you protest against something you have no personal experience on? Uh, well, because I have read investigationary reports about them. Why don't, you, why don't you go and have a look? Go and have a look. Um, well, I may do. Um, you don't want, to, you don't don't want, really to, want you to... Don't, no, you don't want to change your opinion, do you? Well, I don't really want to give money to um, an industry that I don't agree with. So, I mean, by all means, I'll... Well, it's called investigation. It's it. called investigation. If it's I called were investigation, to... yeah, but the investigation's been done about them. Yeah, but you're... But <laughs> if there was something I was against, or I thought I was against, I'd, I'd go and have a look at it. I'd go and, I'd go and see it for myself. Because, you know what? Maybe the investigations you've read have come from a point of bias. Uh, no, I don't. See, there's no real need to be biased about these things. So you're not biased. Well, I'm not biased because I've read investigation reports about them. Okay. Um, Todd, Todd, uh, um, uh, listen. I can understand that maybe putting animals in, in crates and boxes and travelling ar them around and maybe putting them in in city centres. I can kind of. Uh, 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 sorry, Roger. I can kind of understand. You know that that might not be the best situation for animals. Gosh, my cat gets stressed when I put her in the box to take her to the vet. Um, but I can see the educational aspect of some of these petting zoos, and the ones that I've been to have been spot on. They've been run really well. So do I. And you know, the, the, the two-way benefits, these are, should be animals that have been hand-reared or had contact with people from an early age, will have been used to being moved around, will have been used to um, human contact, as long as there is, as you made a very good point, careful supervision. And, and incidentally, careful supervision should include hand-washing after touching these animals because there's undoubtedly a, a small disease risk um, associated with touching any uh, fungal animal. Um, but subject to those, uh, there are so many other issues, big issues in the world of animals, particularly wild animals, animals being used for really unpleasant things that the animal rights people should be focusing on. And this is frankly a piffle. Todd, finally, final word to you. This is a piffle. There are more important things you should be worried about. Uh, of course, we worry about all animal exploitation if there's welfare issues. So we do focus on, as 
the person, the other person said, we do focus on wild animals as well in captivity as well. Okay. Uh, you've, got a, other... you've got a Facebook page, haven't you, Todd? If people want to come and find out more, how, what, what's the Facebook page? It's Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Hartford J-A-R. Brilliant. All right, listen, I really appreciate your time, Todd. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Thank, thank you very much, Ian. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Um, and uh, also, uh, Roger Mugford, um, I appreciate your time as well. That was uh, Dr Roger Mugford, an animal psychologist and farmer, and Todd Bradbury, the founder of Hertfordshire Animal Rights. Your thoughts, please. I can understand putting animals in crates and shifting them around and moving them into city centres can be stressful. Yeah. Um, um, but I also think that if you are doing this as a business, then you wouldn't be putting animals who are stressed and, fla you know, if a, du a flapping duck is not a duck that's going to be held by children, is it? Thank you, Todd, for that. I, I appreciate you defended your point vigorously. I do, I do think, though, and I'm sure you've seen, Catherine, uh, that some of the farms, and I'm trying to think of the place that we've been to. There's a there's like a big country park somewhere, and I can't think of it. But the petting zoo there is wonderful. And if any kids make are too noisy or running around, they get kicked out. The boys got to handle a tortoise. Um, and I think they got to handle a guinea pig as well. And it was amazing. And they were so, all of the kids there were so respectful, were so quiet. There was no kind of, you know, throwing it around. They, they were so gentle. They don't just throw the animal, you know, don't just give the animal to a child and walk away. There's always someone standing next to them and showing the child how to handle them. I've got pictures really of my useful. boys holding little chicks and my boys are terrified to move. They're terrified to move. They just sat there going, I've got a chick, Daddy, take a picture. <laughs> Uh, your thoughts, please. 08459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to look quite busy on the M1 southbound from Luton towards Redbourne. Elsewhere, the M25 anti-clockwise has queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40, and the North Circular Road is queuing between the East End Road Tunnel and Henley's Corner. Elsewhere, on the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast have possible 10-minute delays between Watford Junction and Milton Keynes Central, as because of a signalling problem, and the 7.32 service from High Wycombe to London Marleybone has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across Beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Today's election campaigning is focusing on GPs' hours, with Labour claiming the Tories have made it harder to get an appointment. Animal rights campaigners in Hertfordshire are calling for an end to travelling petting zoos after a weekend event was cancelled. And the major Easter rail improvement works at Watford have been completed on time and lines are open as normal this morning. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford a third in the championship, just a point behind the leaders after goals from Troy Deeney and Odio Nogalo gave Slavisa Jokanovic's side a 2-0 win over Middlesbrough. We made a very good game, I must be happy completely, we, we played very serious, we, we, we were very organised uh, today in the, in the game and at uh, the end we deserved this, uh, these three points. Wickham lost 1-0 at League 2 leaders Burton but remained four points clear of fourth place Berry, who also lost in the race for automatic promotion his manager Gareth Ainsworth I thought we were fantastic we were separated by one moment of magic today by uh, McGurk and, and maybe a, a fantastic save at the end by uh, you know the keeper's promotion save for him and uh, Burton had the luck today but like I say the, the fans were brilliant today and I think they realised what we'd done today to a, to a top of the league side who really had the backs to the wall for a lot of the game 
Stevenage are into the playoff places after a Ben Kennedy penalty gave Graham Westley's side a 1-0 win at Cheltenham. We earned a lot of corners, we put them under a lot of pressure, had some good chances, weren't clinical enough with them and then it's a question of being relentless with your determination to, to keep a clean sheet at one end and, and keep persistent at the other. We got the breakthrough through a big long ball, a hard working run from Kennedy and a calm and composed moment from him to slot the ball home. And Luton are just a point behind Stevenage after Cameron McGeehan's late goal gave them a 1-0 win at Tranmere. That ended a seven-match losing run for John Still's side. You know, we looked a bit more like Luton, I thought, today, particularly defensively. I thought we set up properly, set up well, and the unit was good today. We had what might be classed as uh, a fit other than Scott, who, who has got a little bit of a problem, but, you know, back four that knows each other inside out, and that counts for a lot. Tonight, Milton Keynes-Dons hosts Scunthorpe in League One. Victory for Cole Robinson's side would close the gap to second place Preston, back to five points. And there's full commentary on the Dons against Scunthorpe in tonight's three-counties sport from seven. Elsewhere in last night's Premier League match, Manchester City lost 2-1 at Crystal Palace and remained fourth, nine points behind leaders Chelsea. In Speedway, Rye House lost 47-43 to Peterborough in yesterday's League Cup meeting. And in Netball Super League, Hertfordshire Mavericks lost 59-41 at home to Surrey Storm. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my own
team, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Why have you come into my studio? Because we're going to do the papers again. Oh, uh, what? Uh, we're also so... asking the question, stuff you've eaten that wasn't for eating, 08459 yep. 555. Yep. You know you've done it, so confess. Uh, chalk. Um, Artex, which apparently is poisonous. Lisa Hunter on... Um, I just froze for a second there. Lisa Hunter uh, on Twitter says cat food. Oi. We, uh, but if you had to, honestly, if you had to... It's me, isn't it? Totally, totally would. Biggers is on the line. Morning, Biggers. Hello, uh, Bill. Do you know what? I'm all right this very, very second in time. It's a lovely day, mate, isn't it? I don't know. I'm in, I'm in a box. I'm in a, a <laughs> box that's got um, Hessian on the walls. You haven't got a porthole like he had to no? I haven't got a what? You haven't got a piece. She's saying he's got a porthole whenever he does his road show. Yeah. We've got it here, but I can see out of it, but you can't, can you? I mean? can't see out of it, no. And they've missed it up the window outside. I, and so I wouldn't want to. I like being in the box. You know the new place that we're never going to go to? Yeah, it's got big windows. Has the studio got big windows? I think it has, oh, yeah. Oh, flipping it, because BBC London's got that. I did, I did some stuff at BBC London. It went so well, they never asked me back. They thought, well, he's never going to top that. He's yeah. never going to top that. We won't get him back. Keep telling yourself that. And uh, it's, it's in a, you're in a glass studio, so and so people walk past and look at you. You feel like a chimp. Oh, it's flipping. In the zoo. The new place, though, will... Members of the public be able to come and look at us. I think they might. That yeah. disgusts me. That disgusts We're me. We're going to see some stuff. Yeah, you're right. We'll get curtains, Kelly. Good idea. We'll get curtains. Biggers, what you got for us, mate? Because I'll be honest. I'll be honest. If, they, if I knew there was a radio studio near me that was made of glass that you could go in and look at, my bare bum and my wee wee would be up against that glass. All the flip. I'd just be there weeing, constantly drinking water and weeing on the window. What are they going to do? Electrify the window eventually, of mm. course. Mm. Of course. But to start with, until they realise that, oh, I'd be doing a dirty protest all over it. What are they going to do, Biggers? Arrest you? Yeah. Biggers, what you got for us, mate? Get to the point. Come I've on. Got, I've got a good fighting for you, mate. Oh, yeah. Go, go, go on. Go on, go on. Right. Um, uh, theme change, the films have got no relevance at all to the film whatsoever. Par example. Right, I was watching um, uh, Sky Channel yesterday, the yep. power of Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. Didn't seem to have any relevance to the film. There was no footage of the film in the video at all. I just wondered if there's any others. Uh, Hang on, what was, it like the, what was it the theme tune of? Well, it was meant to be um, Back to the Future, wasn't it? The first one. Wasn't the theme tune to the Back to the Future, didn't it go something like this? We're going back, back, back to the future. Mm. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. back to the 50s. He's gonna flirt with his mum. Back, back, back to the future. If he doesn't watch out, he'll be his own granddad. Was oh, it, was I've never it? heard of that one, mate. No? Maybe I just made it up. Uh, okay, Biggers, thank you. We'll, we'll put it on the pile and we'll see if. Uh, we'll see. No, hang on. We'll put it on the end of the line and we'll see what bites. Hey, do you remember in the 80s stroke 90s when they made films from old uh, song titles? No. Like When a Man Loves a Woman? No. Meg Ryan drinking a lot of booze? No. Um, Save the Last Dance, someone dancing? No. For the last time. And Pretty in Pink? Pretty in pink, isn't she? She's pretty in pink, isn't she? That's not a bad impression of the psychedelic verse. That's not a bad impression. Molly Ringwald, I was flicking through... You'd change that surname, wouldn't you? I No, to Lee. I was flicking through a, a, a Sunday supplement the other day. I don't know what one. 
uh, a Saturday supplement, actually. People's friend. And there was a really hot middle-aged woman in there. I thought, Whoa, who's this hot middle-aged woman? I'd love to go out for a dinner with her to Burger King. I've got vouchers. And I read the name Molly Ringwald. Wow. Yeah, didn't look nothing like her. Didn't look nothing like her, but wow. She's aged well I'd say and plasticky. With the exception of Rob Lowe, none of the Brat Pack have really aged very well, have they? The no, Judd Reinhold. No, it's not him. Uh, the uh, the fella, you know the fella with the hair, he popped up. Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, that's the one. He popped up in in a poor man's version of Sex in the City. Yeah. Um, uh, called Sisters. Brothers and Sisters? No, he wasn't in that one. What was Sons he? Sons and Daughters. Don't, you now you're being flippant. He was in something my wife used to like. It was on um, the Living Channel. It had that Chinese woman in it. It was set in, like, the fashion industry. Oh. Ugly Betty. No, mate. There are Chinese people in Ugly Betty. There are. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Might give it, give it a shot, then. Um, anyway. Hey. Oh! Oh, I know. Ali McBeal. That's the law! The law. There's a great picture of uh, David Cameron. Pictures of all the other candidates are available. Looks, looks like he's having a good time. No, you never need to see that face again. <laughs> Page nine of the Stop Daily it. Mirror. Stop it. Cameron looks like he's having a great time. <laughs> Him and Sam Cam getting back to basics. <laughs> Look at his face. I can't get it out of my mind. <laughs> so many. Please, dear God, make this election end. I'm sick, and all of them yesterday were in um, uh, dark blue jeans. Too dark. To be cool. Oh, I've got bl- dark, jeans. dark blue jumpers and shirts. Oh, the jumper and the shirt combo. I mean, yeah, sometimes. Smart casual, isn't it? Smart, but they were they were roll necks, not roll necks. They were round necks. You know what's going to happen when they get a bit too hot? They'll just drape their um, jumpers around their shoulders. And Cliff have Richard them. style. Yeah. I'm on the holiday in the Caribbean, and I put my jumper over my top and tie the sleeves. Up. No, I don't even tie them up. I push one sleeve up the other because I'm so cool. So European. I'm, so, I'm a European. I have got my jumper because it might get cool in the evening. Have you seen a new yacht. way of doing it? No, mate. Diagonal. Oh no, that's W-T-F? just. W T F. Yeah, so one sleeves over the shoulder, one's under the waist, oh, and they meet in the middle. Sure. No. I'd tie mine round my waist like a skirt. And then I take my trousers off <laughs> and hope for the best. Alarm lets your other half snooze. If you're fed up of being woken Alama. up... Alarma? Alarma. Um, with, jo- with a jolt each morning by your partner's alarm clock, the chance would be a fine thing. My alarm clock is the one that goes off first. We sleep in separate rooms. Wow. Me and you do, yeah. We're not married. Um, engineers have developed Yet. a device that uh, wakes individuals one at a time, even when they share a bed. How? Well, because it will point the light in the different person's face. So it's a bit like, uh, you know, in those old cop movies when people were being the interrogated. Cop. <sighs> Play that back. Cop. That's the Christmas tape sorted. <laughs> There's old cop movies yeah. where they would interrogate people and they would only crack when they had their uh, they the light in their what? eyes. Crack. Oh, you put that in the Christmas tape. Scott Mills is loving this this morning, isn't he? Yeah. Gosh, we were on Innuendo Bingo the other day. Were you? What did you say? Talking about putting What's... meat in your mouth. Well, well, we even... talk about that regularly. I know. The thing is, it, it, can, only be an, it can only be an Innuendo Bingo if, if you we, didn't mean it. If we don't know that we're doing it. We know that we're doing it. We're working on a, we're working on a higher frequency than you, Mills. Of course we are. So, go on, I wasn't listening. Anyway, so, yeah, there's this lamp, one of those daylight lamp things. It won't wake the whole room up. It will just um, focus on the eyes of the person who uh, wants waking up. What? Yeah, so, imagine... Oh. Right, imagine you're tucked up in bed. No, it wasn't Connie. This is a recent TV series. Sorry. Right, imagine you're tucked up in bed. You're getting up before me, so I'll set the alarm for you. If, I, if alarm. I was in bed, Catherine, I wouldn't sleep. Because <laughs> I'd be worried you'd kill me. You'd be right. 
One eye open, one foot on the floor. Yeah. He still wouldn't escape. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's slow on the M40 southbound between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout. And it's also busy on the M25 anti-clockwise. Queues are starting to build up between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. In Hitchin, it's not looking too bad through the roadworks at Walgrave Road on Cambridge Road. And on the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast say that their delays between Watford Junction and Milton Keynes Central are now fixed and trains are running back to time again after the signalling problem earlier. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. 7.45, it's Tuesday the 7th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Today's election campaign is focusing on GP's hours, with Labour claiming the Tories have made it harder to get an appointment. Animal rights campaigners in Hertfordshire are calling for an end to travelling petting zoos after a weekend event was cancelled and the major Easter rail improvement works at Watford have been completed on time, as they said they would on this show last week. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Still pretty chilly out there this morning. One or two mist and fog patches remain, but they are lifting now the sun is up and it's going to be another lovely day. Blue sky, sunshine, any cloud will just come and go and we're going to see temperatures rise to around 17 Celsius. So really pleasant in this afternoon's sunshine. Overnight tonight, clear spells mean a similar night to last night. Temperatures falling away quickly. Could see a grass frost by dawn and again some mist and fog patches. Minimum temperature down to 2 Celsius. Chilly start again for Wednesday. It's pretty much an exact performance of uh, what we've got this morning. Mist and fog will lift and we'll see some more sunshine. Temperatures again tomorrow up to 17 Celsius. Similar also for Thursday and for Friday. Changing however though as we head into the weekend we pick up a westerly flow which means the air is going to be that little bit fresher as we head through Saturday. And that's your forecast. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks. So what we're talking about then is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. When you have a cough which can seem quite innocuous in this way but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your pets. Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross and um, it will be epilepsy and even law you still cannot say judge you have to stick to this but the judge's approach now is going to be well why shouldn't we local advice for local people nick coffer weekdays from 12 on bbc three counties radio lipstick jungle that's what it was lipstick jungle justin lipstick jungle that's what it was lipstick kelly mm. it was lipstick jungle it's a silly just write that down lip stick, stick. Junk. Ooh. And what's that? That's the thing that Andrew McCarthy was in. Sounds impractical. And why did we need that? Can't remember. It was important. It's the thing that Andrew McCarthy was in. It's like my, um, not my Red Bull, um, not my, my Bumbird, um, Red Rum. No, not Red Rum. Eh? Um, oh, flip. You all right? Yeah, spoiler alert. Do you want the Heimlich? No. <laughs> um, you sure? Not my... Squeeze um, that memory out. Red Rum. Bum, bum, bum. It was um, Bluebell. No, we've still no idea what you're Bluebell. What? what? Do I need to write this What's down? the name of the sled in um, Citizen Kane? Rosebud. That's it, my rosebud. 
Do you want to see my rosebud? Oh, you've right. Just, you've, no, you've just seen it. You've just seen it. Um, that will be my rosebud. I'll be talking about um, Lipstick Jungle on my deathbed. Don't, because I think it sounds like a silly programme. It's rubbish. The title is ridiculous, and if you had a jungle made out of lipstick, it would melt, so it wouldn't last very long. The monkeys wouldn't get up those trees. What kind of jungle is that? She makes a good point, Justin. Don't talk to me about monkeys. Arrogant? Very arrogant. Yes. I mean, why would you be arrogant if you had a, a backside like they've got? Justin, Daily Mirror, page nine. Look at the picture of David Cameron. Uh, other pictures of all the other leaders are available somewhere on the... Just Google them. Mm -hmm. um, great picture. You'll never get it out of your mind. He's having a great time. Him and Sam Cam, back to basics. No, stop it. <laughs> I heard that earlier on. Great line. Justin, what, what, what did we give him to take to the streets, Catherine? Um, I don't remember. Uh, things that you've eaten that weren't for eating. There we go. Yes, yes. There yes. we go. Four-year-old child has been uh, caught eating carpet. Caught? <laughs> Where's our carpet going? <laughs> not me, mummy. Well, the thing is, you know, when you're younger, you do eat things you're not meant to eat. I think you were saying earlier on it was chalk for you, wasn't it? You used yep. to lick chalk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And for me, it was pencils. So I've taken this one to the streets this morning. I can tell you the streets this morning, they are mean, but they are keen. The guy in the middle, yeah. deep psychological issues after what he was eating after you when he was young. Spoke to him, yes. <laughs> I think that it was me from, from his younger days. Here's what happened on the streets. Taking it to the streets with J Dog. Taking it to the streets with J Dog. Madam, when you were younger, what did you used to eat that you weren't meant to? Carpets, maybe? No, not at all, no. Um, probably paper. Paper? Paper, yes. Why not? <laughs> well, you say, why not? Why not? Well, I suppose that's what kids do, isn't it? Yeah. Pick something up and eat it. Oh, so, so paper was your thing? Paper. With salt and pepper or just no, as bland as it is? Just bland as it is, as it comes, straight off the page. And you never ended up in hospital or anything no, like that? No, but I'm... Um, fit and healthy as you can see. And how often were you, were you getting this fix? A couple of times a week probably. Okay well you were caught in the end and thankfully you've, uh, you've lived to tell the self. Yes yeah my addiction was cured that was it. <laughs> Thank you madam take care. Take care. Oh tyres. Whoa! Just chew on tyres. Tyres? Yeah tyres. Come on, mate, you're winding me up. No, I'm not. Tyres. You used to chew on tyres. <laughs> Sorry. Bike tyres, anything. How old were you? Twelve. How long did this go on for? Two years. What made you stop? I got a bit older, got into my teens, you know. We're joking, but it was a serious problem. Your, your parents must have been very concerned. Yeah, it took me to the doctors and everything. Turned out it was just a psychological thing. What did they taste like? All right, a bit rubbery, but all right. Wow, thanks, mate. Nice. Good morning, madam. Good morning. What's your name? Lucy. Lucy, let's get the Czech Republic perspective. Now, when you were younger, what did you used to eat as a child that you knew was wrong? It was a sand. You were a sand eater? Yeah, Sandy to from a sandpit. How old were you? About three. Thankfully you've given that up now, but do you still get flashbacks? Do you almost feel like sometimes you want to put sand on your on your fish and chips? No. No. Not at all. Disgusting. On. Yeah. It's a great Czech Republic perspective. Thank you, madam. Thank that, you, bye-bye. That is messed up. I, 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 mm -hmm. Sand in my mouth mm -hmm. is, uh, well, it's the, it's the third worst place you can get sand on your body. Yeah. And it is just disgusting. It's horrible. I mean, three to kick you off the guy in the mate. middle there. You know, 12 years old. This went on for two years. Um, Tyres. I mean, oh. any time that he could get his, his mouth round. It would be 4 by 4 tyres, it yeah. would be bike tyres, you name it. If there was a tyre knocking about, he was munching on it. Kelly, what did you just say? It must be tired. 
Hey, fair play. Hey, come on. Yeah. Hey. Come on, good one. That, you, you shouldn't have whispered in my ear. You should put your hand up and say, On the spot. Spontaneous. Please, please sir, I've got, I've got a gag for you. I'd like to deliver it live on air. <laughs> that was well worth it, Kelly. But what was your inspiration for that? Just, let's, let's find out a little bit more about that. What was your inspiration for that? It was just all my tyres. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. And when, how did it, I mean, how did it come to, what, 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 what thought process did you go through? I thought, he's talking a lot about tyres. Mm. He's speaking so much about it, it mm. must be kind of knackering him out. Mm. And he's talking about tyres, mm. must be tired. Yeah. Two for the price of one. Oh, you mean uh, because of the tyres he's tired? Yeah. That oh, oh, yeah. I get it. It's, it's a, a double joke. It's a double joke. A DJ. Wow. I got it first time, guys. Oh, did you really? Yeah, did I you? enjoyed it, yeah, I enjoyed Any that Any questions one. you want to ask Kelly about that joke, Just? Uh, no, I, I think she uh, she came up with it um, just there and then, and she delivered Great. it beautifully. Great testimony. Uh, 9.5 yeah. out of 10. You can never Beautiful. quite get the 10 with me, but 9.5 out of 10. No, well not unless you do the use your finger like everybody else does. I mean, that is a 10. Have you got it? any um, questions for Kelly about that joke? Well, just talk to me about the, the rhythm that you delivered. I mean, it's all about timing, isn't mm. it, with comedy? So yeah. how, did you, how did you work out how fast or slow you were going to deliver that line? Well, he just said tyres quite a few times, and I thought, well, he must be tired. So I thought... I can't believe it was that uh, easy. It was that easy. I thought, I'll tell Ian. Ian came to me, and then I said it on air, yeah. and then this... I mean, did you did you realise when you were in the creative process, and I've got no... I mean, how long did the creative process take? Seconds, mate. Did you realise the impact that what you were doing was going to actually mm. have at the time? Did you know it would get this big? I did think it was going to be quite powerful. And um, how did you decide on that voice that you use? Because that's obviously what adds to the comedy, isn't it? So how did you, I mean... The squeaky, the squeaky, nasal, irritating annoying. <laughs> voice. I went higher for impact. That now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, do you, does anyone have any advice? Could I have worked on that? Could Justin, any advice for the young lady? I don't how think so. She, how could she have got a 10? Well, yeah. how could she have got a 10? Um, as I say, you, you're never quite going to get a 10, so 9.5, I think, is, is, mm. is as good as it gets for me. Well done. Really answer the question. Do you think if she used her normal voice, it would be better? Uh, no, I think that sometimes when you're delivering lines, you've got yeah. to lift things off the paper. Yeah. And uh, that's what Kelly did there. Oh, well it's done. the Joe Pasquale rule, isn't it? Mm. Really. Um, Kelly? Could, I mean, if I'd done it with an echo, would that have improved? No. Or some music? No. 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 I like the naive charm of it. Yeah. What you could have had was maybe the kinks. Tired, tired of, of waiting. waiting. Yeah, in the background. Oh. Yeah. That would have maybe got it up to a 9.9. .9. Or I could have gone, man, he's so tired. Pardon? No. Why would you... Well, Pharaoh, isn't it? Sorry? Um, no. <coughs> it's getting hawks now. Just. Uh, that's why you should never analyse comedy. Justin, we've got another one for you. Yeah, come on. Is this the one with 17 girlfriends? Oh, no, I've got come to do on, that Come on, I story. want that one. Tell us that story. I've got to do that story. Hang on a minute. OK. Um, Look at how this guy's posing, though. I like the, the one. We've got a good one for you in a second, Justin. OK. Well, I, I, you man. Oh, someone's off. Ready, boss? Chill out. Uh, Lothario caught by 17 girlfriends. A Chinese man was caught out when his 17 girlfriends came to see him, see him in hospital after he had a car accident. <laughs> Mr Yuan from the city of Changsa, oh, he is a Changsa, had apparently been dating all the women at the same time, even has a child with one of them. I've got a joke for this. Is it racist? He must have been tired. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, Kelly? Where's the... I'd... No, mate. That was brilliant. Yeah. Good. That was... How did you do that? I don't know. It just came in my head. That is... Came from my got brain. One. I've got one. Justin. You say his name was Yuan? No. He 
You won. Having 17 girlfriends at once. Have some of that. I don't get it. You won. 17 it, girlfriends yeah, at once. You got caught in the end. It's you won. Oh, okay. You can't, you can't change you won to he won. You well, want my phone number? Twisted it slightly. I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. Yes, you want to be my girlfriend? Okay, that, Don't I mean, you, uh, she really is. We Can we have a word with her off air about her on air banter? It's not meeting the standard that, let's be honest, Catherine, you're setting. Yeah. So, have you ever had 17 girlfriends well, no, at once? That and there's, or there's this one, just. Yeah. Six packs, yes or no? Right, you know, because the sun is an equal opportunities flasher mm. um, and it's not just all about boobies all the time. Although, it has to be said, they still put in the three the wrong way around for comedy effects at the top of the page, mm. of page three. Okay. And you remember that thing they did on us where we thought they were getting rid of page three and they just didn't? Cheeky guys. Anyway, page seven, it's going to be six-pack week and there are a number of blokes on there showing their um, honed, oiled up <laughs> uh, torsos. Sorry? They must be tired. She's doing the thing, Kelly, so probably best you just... Uh, you I'm going to turn your microphone off. Is that all right? Anyway, I find... I would find it... You know, not that I've had experience of a six-pack recently, um, but I would find them off-putting because it would suggest to me that... I've got a one-pack if anyone wants to have a look. <laughs> just the one. So or a three-pack. Six-packs. Are, are they a turn-on or a turn-off? Oh, you work in radio, yes. Well, I, I, I think they're fantastic. I think every single bloke would want guess, a six. Why don't you get well, one? Well, I'm working on it, boss. Give, give me a couple of months. But I've that, got a personal trainer. I would look at you then and then think you were the sort of bloke who spends the whole time looking at himself in the... Oh, hang on a minute. You get a six-pack, though, yeah. Josh. You've got a... Well, you cannot stop working on it. You take a week off, that turns yeah. into fat-pack. So, yeah... But surely if you've got a six-pack and you work hard at it... For the rest of your life, yeah. you're going to work hard at not getting a fat-pack. Well, you know... I, you, I've almost got a six-pack. Hang on, Kelly. Yes, Kelly? You're going to be tired. Oh, for Ooh. crying out loud. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Slow on the M40 southbound between Junction 2 for Beaconsfield and the M25. And looking at the speed sensors on the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 19 Watford towards the M40. And Brickettwood on the North Orbital Road, that's looking very busy at the moment around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And it's also slow on the A1 southbound between Barnet Lane and the Mill Hill Circus. On the trains, the 807 train from Watford Junction to London Euston has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Have a, Kelly, we're going to have a little word with you during the news, just about... It's a really little word. Yeah, it's uh, fired. Uh, 08459, you know the rest. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Tony Blair to enter election debate, row over Hertfordshire petting zoos and record-breaking striker firing Watford towards the Premier League. BBC Three Counties Radio. Former Prime Minister Tony Blair will enter the election fray today with a speech in his former Sedgefield constituency. Mr Blair will warn that a second term for David Cameron could push the country towards an EU exit and bring economic chaos. Meanwhile, Labour and the Conservatives are clashing over GPs' hours. Labour 
claims the Conservatives have made it harder to get a doctor's appointment outside normal business hours. The Conservatives say Labour are using out-of-date figures, as Paul Rowley explains. The Conservatives and the Liberal Democrats are saying, well, that may have been true a year ago, but the figures are now out-of-date. Jeremy Hunt, the Health Secretary, is saying 7.5 million people are now being treated outside normal hours, and that will rise, they say, to 10 million by this time next year. The NHS does remain Labour's key issue, so they're going to continue uh, trying to highlight this throughout the election campaign. Animal rights campaigners in Hertfordshire are calling for an end to travelling petting zoos. It comes after an event at Watford Market involving rabbits, chickens and ducks was cancelled on Saturday. More from Matt Lockwood. Hertfordshire Animal Rights says petting zoos cause distress to animals and offer no educational value. Pressure from them on their Facebook page led to the event being cancelled. It meant children couldn't meet and have their photos taken with animals including rabbits, chickens and ducks. The market said every effort effort was made to ensure the safety and well-being of the animals, but they were worried about disruption to the event. Network Rail say the major Easter improvement works at Watford have been completed on time and lines are open as normal this morning. Work to replace a bridge meant the West Coast main line was closed for four days, with trains terminating at Milton Keynes and Hemel Hempstead. Campaigners have criticised the lack of facilities for the hard of hearing and deaf people at Bedford's new multi-million pound bus station. A hearing loop has not been included in the redevelopment, which the action group Access Bedford says is disappointing. A man and a girl were injured in a two-car collision in Milton Keynes yesterday afternoon. It happened in Rooksley just before 5.30 and firefighters had to cut free an injured man after a car crashed into a ditch in Sear Green in Buckinghamshire just after 9.30 last night. In sport, Watford a third in the championship, just a point behind the leaders after a 2-0 win over Middlesbrough, with Troy Deeney becoming the first Watford player in history to score 20 goals in three consecutive seasons. We've had a tough week, obviously, going down to 10 men against Derby away, and then obviously that was a late kickoff. This being the early kickoff, so the recovery time was a bit shorter, but we've we've, we've all showed what we're, we're capable of, and now the, the challenge is to win the next five games. In League Two, Wickham lost 1-0 at leaders Burton. Stevenage are in the playoff places after a 1-0 win at Cheltenham and Luton are just a point behind after ending their losing run with a 1-0 victory at Tranmere. The weather, another dry day with warm sunny spells, a maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Lost six stone. You probably did. I ran all the way around because I knew you'd be waiting. I knew you'd be waiting for, for me. me. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. What have you eaten that you shouldn't? Do you like six packs? Oh, and anything else you fancy, really? Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Later, Catherine's got the text machine running. Well, it will be worth it because now people have got got to up to speed and okay. they are sending us texts. Good like morning, Texas. Marie from Simpson. I send texts, but you don't read them out. No, we don't, Marie. Well, hang on a minute. What? Why don't we read read them out? I just read it out. It was a joke. We do read them out. I don't read them all out. Some of them make no sense. Well, they're the best ones. The ones that make sense are often a little bit rubbish. Caroline in Bedford says, "If a bloke, um, Kelly was right!" Exclamation mark. 
in a bloke doesn't keep up with going to the gym, he'll lose his six-pack and get a spare tyre, so he will be on. tired. Well done, Kelly. I said that. No, but I said that they would... I said that. Yeah, yeah but I said he'd be tired. I really don't get that anymore. thought about it a lot. did a lot of pondering during the news, and it's Must just... That wasn't pondering. That was... No. True story here, says Tony. Mm. It's a blue ting. Do you remember the blue tings? The ting tings. There's no, no, uh, the blue tings. What was their song? That's not my name. It's don't have a solution. You don't, don't need a solution. You're only well for a miracle. Yeah. All this will fade away. Because I'm coming home. No, I don't remember that song. True story here. My sister told me. It became me. the theme tune to an advert for contact lenses. The it, blue tones. That's the fellas, the blue tings. And it became the, um, um, the, the, there was a the music for an advert for contact lenses. Was it? Yes, really because. Sorry. Because they were blue. No. You don't have a salute, you don't need a solution. And that was the theme tune to it. They must have got like 20 quid for that. Gosh. I met the fella from the Blue Tings once. Very nice lad. I bet it was nice. What was he called? Mark or Keith or something. Oh, right. Something like that. Texas, please. True story here, says Tony. We'll be the judge of that. You don't trust Tony, do you? You don't like Tony. <sighs> I just, you know, my, I've been stung by him too many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he needs to get that sorted out. My sister told me, told me to eat a magnet once. Uh, she wanted to see if she could get a spoon to stick to my tummy. Oh, 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 oh ladies and gentlemen, it's, uh, I'm assuming you were children, kids science. We all do, kids <laughs> science, 08459 455 555. The fella's eating a magnet because his sister, who I'm guessing was older, wanted to know if she could <sighs> stick a spoon to his tummy this is genius I, I, how did this experiment continue what happened what it, were the results it didn't work oh! I, I had to go to the hospital just bide your time said the doctor and let nature take its course the magnet came free with a pair of clark shoes and it was in the sole a major selling point so he ate a whole shoe no he just got the magnet out the bottom oh yeah you used to be able to twist the soles and yeah, the, they, they still were... do that they still mm. have dollies in and things yeah Anyway, good story. Oh, Thanks mate. for that, Tony. Mate, OK, um, uh, childlike science, kid science, what did you do? What experiments did you do as a kid? The clean ones, please. You know, I'm interested in... He, he ate a magnet because his older sister wanted to see if a spoon would stick to his stomach. That is... Come on, that is genius. I discovered my shoulder blades at the age of about three. Whoa, where were they? There. OK. Um, I asked my granddad what they were and they said... He said, that's where your wings will come out of when you're a fairy. <gasps> oh. How am I going to make that happen? Oh. oh, I don't know. Just wait and see. No, I decided I was going to rush you, the you process. You tried to force it. I must, I must improve my bust. Well, no, I just started throwing myself off high things oh, in the bit, in the hope that if I endangered enough, my life. Unfortunately. Okay, that's ended that conversation with an awkward uh, flourish. Call oh eight four five nine four double five. I like that one. Five I like that. Five. BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll have that. Kids science. What scientific experiments did you... I must have done loads, because I was a right little twit when I was a kid. Um, 08459 455 555, or you can text 81333, start your text 3CR. Now, last week we spoke to uh, Mick Clark from uh, Harpenden. Um, his 96-year-old dad, Robbie, is a war veteran who survived a Nazi death march across Europe. And didn't want to spend whatever time he has left in a care home. His story inspired campaigners to launch a petition to urge his local council to increase his funding pay for a living carer. Well, we said we'd speak to Mike uh, again in the next few weeks, but, um, well, there have been developments. Morning, Mike. 
Uh, good morning, Ian. Your dad's been in all the papers, hasn't he? Yeah, it's been a bit of a media frenzy over the last few days, which is amazing. And in fact, uh, it all started off with uh, BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the, we're, we're, we're a pleasure that uh, we've, we've, we've had a tiny little hand in this. Um, just, just remind us, your dad... Proper, proper hero, wasn't he? He, he, did, what he went through in the war. Um, well, it, it's just incredible. Just give us a little reminder of some of the things he did. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't call himself a hero. Actually, he just calls himself a working class soldier. Um, uh, well, basically, he was captured in Tobruk in 1942. Uh, he was then taken to Poland, forced into Poland, uh, where he was a prisoner of war for three years. Um, obviously, no one knew where he was. His family didn't know where he was. Uh, and then he was evacuated in January 1945 and forced to march for what became four months uh, under armed guard uh, for over a thousand miles uh, when many, many thousands of people died during that severe winter and those severe conditions. Mm. He, was, um, he was repatriated uh, by the Americans in April 1945. Incre- it's an incredible story, and it, it kind of, you know, we read about the war and, you know, all the commemorations and V-Day and things coming up, but when you hear someone's personal story, it, 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 it well, it just makes it a lot more realistic, a lot more real. Uh, yeah. it, it, he's, he's not very well. He's got problems with mobility and his sight and all kinds of things. He has a, yeah. a, a yeah. carer that comes in that he, he pays for the living carer, and the council have been providing the daily carers, uh, and he's, yeah. he's eaten up all of his savings, hasn't he? That's correct. Yeah, he's got very complex uh, care needs, unfortunately, because of his age. Uh, yeah, you're right. He's blind. Um, he can't hear very well. He he's, uh, can't walk, and he has um, respiratory problems too. So he needs like dedicated supervision. Um, so yes, yeah, so the council agreed that he needed twenty. He needs twenty four seven care, but they don't recognise the cost of uh, a private care, as they call it. So they uh, wanted to put, the council wanted to put Dad in in, in a care home. Um, yeah. You were obviously upset by that. The petition, how many signatures has the petition got now? Uh, it's a, over 170,000 <laughs> <laughs> That must be, that, that must be, I mean, how aware is, is, um, is Dad of what's going on? Well, he's, he's very aware. Right. I'm actually keeping him out of it at the moment. Yeah. He has a lot of uh, TV interviews on Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, like OK. And uh, he's, he's been in all the national press, as you say. Yeah. So, uh, he keeps asking me, you know, what's happening. He's still very anxious. Uh, we haven't resolved the situation yet. Um, uh, Help for Heroes have stepped in with a, a quick reaction fund grant, which is only for a month, unfortunately. So is that uh, is that the development then that this that you've got you've got kind of a month's grace? Yeah. Plus these um, two sites that have been set up totally independent of me. These um, f- uh, donation sites, which are, have taken off as well. Um, so um, some money is being donated by the great British public. Wow. Really. Think- they seem to be taking over from responsibility from the local council, actually. So you've got this... So it's Help for Heroes that have, that have managed to buy you uh, buy uh, Dad an extra month. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. The money that's being set up, uh, uh, being sent to you uh, uh, via these funds, any movement from the council yet? Uh, no, not at all. And that doesn't surprise me. I've had a two-year battle with them anyway, but uh, they're not responding to the strength of public opinion at all. Uh, and you said that there might be a decision about that in the next couple of weeks or so? Um, well, that's up to the council, really. Right. Um, I've tried all I can. I've done everything. I've spent so much time and uh, money doing that over the last two years. And um, they just don't budge, basically. Mm. Yeah, they, it is um, head against a brick wall, isn't it, really? Uh, correct, yeah. Uh, yeah. H- how much money's been raised by the public? Do you know? Well, it's over £15,000. Flipping heck. Yeah, over just uh, last week. So, 
uh, that's quite incredible. And we're, we're very humbled by it. And uh, my dad, um, when I do tell him about it, he's close to tears most of the time. Uh, he's a 96-year-old here. He doesn't need this stress, does he? He doesn't, no. And he's, he's not sleeping very well. He's having dreams and um, kind of hallucinations from no. the past. Um, no, he doesn't need it at all. And um, I tried to shelter shelter him for most of it, but he, he you know, it's, it's still in his head. He weighed, uh, by the way, he weighed seven stone when he finished that long march, so he, he kind of lost a lot of weight yeah. at that time. But he, he gets the most dedicated care possible now by his living carer, which is which is great. Mike, listen, we're, uh, you know, really keen to follow this story, and we've all got our fingers crossed. I'm glad you've, you've, you've got a little bit of, uh, of grace, a grace period um, with, with Robbie. We'll, you'll keep in touch with us and let us know how it goes, won't you? Yeah, I will, but really my message is the, fund, the funding needs to come from the council. Yeah. Uh, we're really appreciative of the public and the overwhelming support, but it's the council who need to, need to sort this out. Best of luck to you and your dad, Mike. You're doing him proud. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, dearie, dearie me. It's Mike Clark. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Uh, 08459 555555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can give us a, a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Um, we're having a little bit of problems with our phones, but I'm sure that'll be sorted out before the end of June. Before we move out. I like Mike. He's, he's a... Uh, uh, he, he, no reason I shouldn't like Mike. <laughs> but uh, he's, uh, he seems like a nice bloke. And I've had the battles, not anywhere on the scale that they're going through, but I've had battles with, with local councils about personal care and stuff. And it's... Um, oh, it's really... It, it, it's, it's just so tiring. It's, it's exhausting and really dispiriting, you know, to have to go against a lot of these people who, who, who are, are operating by a checklist, you know, operating... They've got, they've got a lot of boxes they need to tick. If you don't tick the boxes, well, they're not interested. Yeah, and you can also get the feeling that they're hoping that you'll get fed up and, and sort yeah, out yourselves. Oh, oh, yes, they do. There's a lot of that going on. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate your time. Uh, we'll do some texts in a bit. 08459 555555 is the telephone number if you want to give us call. If you do want to text 81333, start your text 3CR. What have you eaten that you shouldn't? And uh, kids science. We we had a great text from a guy who... um, I've got a brilliant one here. We'll do it in a minute. We had a great text from a guy who's... I'm guessing it was an older sister. It could... Older sisters are mean. Older brothers will pummel you. Older sisters will torture you. An older sister who wanted to know if, uh, if when her brother swallowed a magnet, if a spoon would stick to his stomach. It didn't. But what kids science have you done? Uh, 81333, start your text 3CR. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's slow on the M40 southbound between Junction 2 for Beaconsfield and the M25. And on the M25, anti-clockwise, it's busy between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. On the A414, that's looking very slow around the North Orbital Road, Park Street roundabout. And looking at the speed sensors into Luton on New Bedford Road, that's looking really busy from Stockingstone Road. And that's looking slow in both directions between New Bedford Road and Hitchin Road. On the train departure boards, can't see any major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. It's 8.16. It's Tuesday. This, thank you so much, Kelly, for that. You're very kind. Oh, you, you dropped a bit of paper with a drawing I'd done on it. 8.16. Go and give that to Kath. She'll, she, that, that'll perk her up. 8.16. 
Uh, these are your headlines. The former Prime Minister, Tony Blair, will enter the election fray today with a speech in his former Sedgefield constituency. Animal rights campaigners in Hertfordshire are calling for an end to travelling petting zoos after a weekend event was cancelled. These three counties radio. Good morning. That picture is not for your eyes. That that drawing is not for your eyes. You could claim sexy harassment now. Well, for that, say, it's not uh, not really what I wanted to walk in and see this morning. Catherine, you can't leave your doodles here, and it is a doodle, quite a big one. <laughs> you can't leave your doodles here. We got we got. There's an intelligence show after this rubbish. What? It's a cactus. <laughs> it's a cactus. It's a crying cactus. <laughs> Disgusting. Isn't it just outrageous? So nice to see. Did you have a nice uh, bank holiday? I had a lovely bank holiday. Oh, that was a real romantic sigh. I just, I loved... But you fell in love and I then, ju- it, then I, it ended I, again. I fell in love yesterday yeah. with the day. Wasn't it nice weather? Wasn't it beautiful? I had a barbecue yesterday. Oh, I, had a barbecue. I must... Barbecue. Did you... You've got my number to text me, haven't you? What's that, the invitation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can text me stuff. So I... Well, you're a very busy man, I know. You're always working. I could have brought the kids. Plus, you don't drink. I still text you. Generally, my I number. don't invite people around who don't drink. I'm just texting you my number just to make sure you've got it. Although you've replied right. to a text I sent in February, so um, you must. Right. Yes, I think I have got your number. Oh, okay. It's a bit. It's a bit funny there because I didn't. I didn't get a text about it. Are you saying who was, who you you would there? have liked to have come to my luxury barbecue? Love to. The kids would have loved it. Who was there? Would they? Yeah. No, I wouldn't have your children round at my house. They could, st- they could stay in the car. I've just reseated if my. If you shut lawn. the windows, you can't hear them. It's a joke. <laughs> Find out. That's a joke. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get a complaint. Because of course you can still hear them. Yes. <laughs> we'll get a complaint. No, I've reseeded my lawn. I'm not having children round there at the moment. Oh dear. You know, I don't, I don't want them running around or doing things that children do all over my mud. Mm, okay, they call. Mm, <laughs> No, shall I tell you the, the truth? I've had to reseed my lawn because my. Dog, I don't know what that means. My dog. What, what do you mean? You made the lawn. You've cut back. You've made the lawn smaller. No, reseed it. Oh, rese- you've seeded it. You put. You, yes. you sprayed your seed on the lawn. I thought you meant reseed, as in it had receded, like um, uh, no, someone's hairline. Reseed the lawn. Okay, you've seeded the lawn. Okay, because that's great. What's ha- what I have found is that dogs kill grass. Yeah, they do. They can fa- yeah with their urine. Their urine. Yeah. I mean, there's all over my. I, I had a lovely lawn. Yeah. It was like Major Wilton, mm. and now I don't know the reference. I've got all these round brown mm. patches. To be honest, my boys would have made that worse, so you did well not inviting them. Really? Yeah, they would have. So I've had to scrape out all the brown bits and reseed it all, you okay. see. Oh, dear. And I'm trying to not let the dog on the lawn to wee. It's a constant battle. And if it keeps weeing on the lawn, what? You get it put down? What's the, <laughs> you, get, you sell it on oh, eBay? Put a nappy on it. <laughs> <laughs> some people do. You can do that. Yeah, some people do. I took her to London on, oh, uh, on Sunday. took her to London to see her, the Queen? Her first day in London, I took her to Oxford Street, oh. Covent Garden. Why would you, hang on a minute. What? Why would you take a dog to Oxford Street? Because it's People good like for you her. make me sick. Why? I don't want dogs in Oxford Street. You're worse than those people that look at their phones as they walk up and down the street and then walk into me. I notice there are a lot of people in London who don't like dogs. No, of course not. It's London. A lot of people who don't like dogs, and they and you know they and they grab all their children out of the way and they and they look at you as if you are 
as if you're walking down with a sawn-off shotgun. Yeah. Do that, Catherine. Look at what Jonathan just did to me. I did that. Uh, did, I did that earlier, didn't I? Yeah. Isn't that funny? I did exactly the same thing for the first time today. But seriously, I, you know, where where I live, people yeah. like dogs. You, you, you live where? And where is that you live? In the countryside. Which part? Oh, 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 well, it's top secret. Okay. We've established it's in either Hertfordshire or Buckinghamshire. <laughs> Have we? Have we? How did you establish that? Oh, it's not in Bedfordshire. Where it, might we? How, oh. how would you know? So it's, def it's definitely in one of the three counties. It's definitely... I do live in the home patch, We've yes. narrowed it down. Getting, getting closer and closer to yeah. finding it. I've got a drone now. What? I don't want your drone landing on my lawn. Well, I don't know where it'll land. I've got absolutely no control over it whatsoever. It turns out it's really, really hard to fly. The man in the shop made it look so simple. Spent 80 quid on it. I can't fly it. So what are you going to do? Put it like a, a camera it's on it? has got a camera on it, yeah. I'm going to film my neighbours having it away. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I plan to do. <laughs> when I get really good controlling it, get it up to bedroom window level. <laughs> film that. Is Won't that... get the sound. There's no sound <laughs> Is on that it. what you're going to do? Yep. You're a pervert. Yep. Yep. Do you want to see the videos when I get them? <laughs> No. Okay, okay. Don't you fly it into my garden. Well, I might. I wonder what I'd do if someone flew a drone into my garden. Probably shoot it down. With your... Thank uh, you. Carving knife. <laughs> What's on your show today? Coming up on the big phone in this morning, do you think it's acceptable to take children out of school to go on holidays? Oh, yes. One yes. of the biggest stories over the weekend. Many of you are still wanting to talk about it today. The National Union of Teachers says rules under which parents are fined for taking their children out of school for a holiday should be scrapped. It says the restrictions introduced by the government in 2013 unfairly penalise working parents. Well, you may feel it's more important for children to be in school every day, or you may believe that everyone at least deserves the opportunity to have a cheaper holiday. From nine this morning, I very much like your reaction to this today. Do you think it's acceptable to take children out of school to go on holiday? 08459 455 555. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tip-top etiquette expert William Hansen, who is not a fan of politicians oversharing. Oh, good afternoon, Roberto. I feel slightly nauseous. <laughs> Every weekday from three. Let's talk to Harriet Harman, the leader of the Labour Party. We've been in Bedford and Cambridge, and we've had very interesting discussions. Let's talk cold callers. Do you have a tried and tested method of getting rid of cold callers? You've got to make up a word before you go on the phone, and so you can fit that word in without them realising. In the most time. Saying um actually helps you feel calmer. Did you believe this? Show? Definitely. And since I read that, I've been doing it and I'm well chilled. Roberto <laughs> Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, well, you've, you've all taken a shine to um, uh, Jonathan Vernon Smith talking about him um, planting his seeds somewhere. Some of, the, some of them I can't read out. But Carpet Martin says. A few drops of apple cider vinegar in the dog's water will stop the dogweed killing your grass. I've heard that before. Apple cider vinegar will do anything. It will clean your kids' teeth. It will nourish your family. It will clean your car. It does everything. Isn't that just vinegar? No, no, no. Because I've got a book, A Thousand Uses for Vinegar. It's, so there are at least a thousand uses for vinegar. It's apple... Well, there's chips. I mean, there's fish. That's near... two already. Yeah. Um, there's fries, French fries. That's three. Fries and French fries, that's four. Windows? I don't know. I like my windows with a bit of salt on. I, I once did my entire bathroom. I was watching a lot of Kim and Aggie at the time. I once oh. did my entire bathroom with vinegar, right? Yeah. And I smelt like chips for a good two weeks. Ooh, classy. Yeah. But I, I eyed you up were... and down then as you said that. 
I actually did. It was uh, a long time ago. There's no effect now. This is a great... Well, do you know what? Because it's um, half term, I think we'll do this one all week. Kids science. We had a great text from someone whose, whose sister made him swallow a magnet Tony. so she could see if a spoon would stick to uh, his stomach. Jill has emailed ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. When I was six, I got another child to taste a mud patty to see if it tasted like chocolate. My brother took a magnifying glass to see how long it would take to wake up Dad, who was sunbathing. <gasps> oh! The result was that after about 15 seconds, my brother learnt how to run very fast. That is painful. Get this one. Yep. Mark in Bedford says, To research the effectiveness of meditation, oh, yeah. a friend and I decided to throw darts at each other whilst one of us meditated. Oh, that baby, baby, baby. To see if we could make the darts not hit us. <laughs> the scar that is still visible on my forehead 30 years later would indicate that meditation does not work. <laughs> I don't remember the Maharishi saying that meditation would protect you from darts. I don't remember that. Either the pop group or the actual thing. Tony's back. And he says, I like you, Catherine, don't hate me. I don't really, Tony, I just don't trust you. Another true story, I thought I could fly. I thought if Is I this fl- Tony again? Yeah. Tony sounds like a right nut job. Well, I mean, I tried the he's, same he's, thing. He's texting us from the asylum. I thought I could fly if I flapped my arms really quick. Yeah. I couldn't get off the ground, so I climbed onto the garage roof oh. and tried again. <laughs> the highest I ever got was a chair. I, oh, no, I used to do the top of the stairs. I took a major run-up and jumped, oh, the wings never came just in case you're wondering. Don't try it at home. I took a major run-up and jumped off the garage and flapped my arms. No flight, just gravity doing its thing. Gosh, Thud- he, must, he must be tired. <laughs> Thud onto the ground. I did a forward roll, got up and walked away. Science of a thickie, he says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this one. It's half-term, so we, we'll, we'll have this out all week. We may not get many on it, but the few that we've had so far have been gold. Kids science, please. Betts has got her hand up. Betts. Oh, hang on. Let me, Betsy's has got a microphone up now as well. Oh, hello. I ran really fast past a speed camera to see if I'd get caught. <laughs> How old were you, though? Eleven. Okay, okay. So a couple of years ago. We've also got things you've eaten that weren't for eating. Yes. My friend Donna remodelled some cat detritus. Detritus? How do you say it? Detritus, mate. That's how you detritus? say it. Detritus? Detritus. Poo. Into the shape what? of a chocolate orange segment. Hang on, what? Sorry. Say that again. Go from the top. My friend Donna remodelled some cat detritus Oy. into the shape of a chocolate orange segment oh. and slipped it into her brother's open chocolate orange. This is both kids' science and things you shouldn't eat. She said, yeah, part experiment, part spite. He ate it, says Susie. Oh, whoa, oh, guys. Kid. And that boy has now got um, a super cat-like powers. <laughs> that's what you have to go through. That, that's um, uh, um, uh, an origin story there. <laughs> I've got another one. Chocolate origin story. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Thank you, team. Thank you. I can see you going for it as well, Kelly. So well done, you. Well done, you. Marius says, I once stole some sweets from my wife to take in my hand luggage on a long flight. What? Turns out they were fizzy bath balls. Ooh, they look so delicious. Yeah, I know. And some of them look like cakes, cakes. now. Mm. That is outrageous. When we go in gifty shoppies with the kids, I always have yeah. to point out that they're not cakes. Yeah. They really do look like you, uh, you just... The boys, the boys love them. I let them eat them from time to time. It just keeps them on their toes. Yeah. Clean inside and out. And also, they, that means they ask for cakes less because they don't know if it's going to be a cake or a bath bomb. Gosh, you're such a good parent. Thank you very much. I, if anyone wants any parenting tips, my new book is coming out the end of April, uh, How to Be a Good Dad by Ian Lee. Super Manny. Well, no. No, that's um, that's my book um, uh, about uh, a Jewish guy who's uh, got superpowers. Oh eight four five nine four double five. I was thinking on my feet. That was the best I could do. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Coming up, we have got Justin Dealey. What do we send Dealey out on? Um, six packs. Okay. I can see that his report is queued up and ready to go. 
21 seconds? He's got 21 seconds to go. He's got what? 21 seconds to go. What? He's got 21 no. seconds before he leaves the studio. He's got 21 seconds to go. No. Maybe on the stereo. That's the jingle. Oh. 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 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M40 southbound between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the Highway Come Handy Cross Roundabout. And it's also looking quite slow on the speed sensors on the M40 approaching the M25. On the A1M southbound, it's looking very slow from Junction 8 for Stevenage North to 7 for Stevenage South. And in Thamesford on the A1 Great North Road, it's looking slow southbound approaching the Black Cat Roundabout. Having a look at the speed sensors and Stockingstone Road in Luton is looking slow in both directions between New Bedford Road and Hitchin Road which is looking really slow southbound into Luton and on the train departure boards the 847 service from Milton Keynes Central to London Kings Cross is delayed. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The former Prime Minister, Tony Blair, will enter the election fray today with a speech in his former Sedgefield constituency. Meanwhile, Labour and the Conservatives are clashing over GPs' hours. Animal rights campaigners in Hertfordshire are calling for an end to travelling petting zoos after an event in Watford was cancelled at the weekend. And Network Rail say the major Easter improvement works on the West Coast main line have been completed on time. Lines are open as normal this morning. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford a third in the championship, just a point behind the leaders after goals from Troy Deeney and Odio Nagalo gave Slavisi Okanovic's side a 2-0 win over Middlesbrough. We made a really good game. I must be happy completely. We, we played very serious. We, we, we were very organised today in the, in the game and in the end we deserved these, these three points. Wickham lost 1-0 at League Two leaders Burton, but remained four points clear of fourth-placed Berry, who also lost in the race for automatic promotion. Stevenage are into the playoff places after a Ben Kennedy penalty gave Graham Westley's side a 1-0 win at Cheltenham. We earned a lot of corners, we put them under a lot of pressure, had some good chances, weren't clinical enough with them, and then it's a question of being relentless with your determination to, to keep a clean sheet at one end and, and keep persistent at the other. We got the breakthrough through a big long ball, a hard-working run from Kennedy and a calm and composed moment from him to slot the ball home. And Luton are just a point behind Stevenage after Cameron McGeehan's late goal gave them a 1-0 win at Tranmere. That ended a seven-match losing run for John Still's side. With five games to go, we're up the challenge for the playoffs. That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So I'm delighted with that. I really am. You know, we've been disappointing for a few games. Well, as I said, that's football. We'll get over that and uh, try and work as hard as we can to, to get a playoff spot. Tonight, Milton Keynes dons host Scunthorpe in League One. Victory for Colorado. Robinson's side would close the gap to second place Preston back to five points. We're not sinking yet, <laughs> um, but we're, uh, we're, we're still in this. Like I say, you could almost say 72 points get you in the playoffs. So we are now in the playoffs with seven games to go. It's a remarkable achievement by this group of players. 
And there's full commentary on MK Dons versus Scunthorpe in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. Elsewhere in last night's Premier League match, Manchester City lost 2-1 at Crystal Palace and remain fourth, nine points behind leaders Chelsea. In Speedway, Rye House lost 47-43 to Peterborough in yesterday's League Cup meeting. And in Netball Super League, Hertfordshire Mavericks lost 59-41 at home to Surrey Storm. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. No, 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 I'm meant to do this. No, no, no. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh, no, oh, no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. Oh, gee, oh, gee. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee. Oh, fiddle, oh, fiddle. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle. Oh, heck, oh, heck. He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck. Oh, dread, oh, dread. He's followed by... Someone has, uh, I've got the, um, let's be honest, guys, I've got the whiteboard back out because kid science is gold, but I haven't got a pen, nor have I got a rubber. Oh, I've got a pen. Have you got a rubber? Have you got a light boy, Ovaltine light? Have you got a light boy, Ovaltine light? Have you got a light boy, Ovaltine light? Have you got a light boy? Ian. Yeah? Stop. Okay. That's uh, yours, Catherine. There's your cactus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Very if sad, you, isn't it? If you could write on there, kids' science, please. Can, can we do I that? Get rid of lollipop. Can I get rid of? Get, you can get rid of all of them. We're starting again. Are we not going to try and destroy Withers again? No, no, no. We're, we're, they're all done. That's that's that, right that's right? a different show. That's a. Oh no, don't. Oh. It's alright. But... 08-459-455-555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Is the show kind of? Uh, the show kind of. The light. Sorry? Did he have a light? Oh, have you got a light, boy? What was that from, Catherine? Ovaltine light. Well, don't scrub out the title, whiteboard. I'm going to do it nicely, because it's got a bit, uh, you know, over Easter. Yeah, OK, OK, whatever you say. Huh? OK. I'll just carry on with this, shall I? What? Well, you should be in there reading Texas. Oh, speaking of Texas... What's the thing? It's just kid, uh, science. kid science. Speaking of Texas, there's a great story in the, some of the papers today about idiots. Idiots. I never bought into this text speak. I do it ironically sometimes. I do it ironically sometimes, Justin, but I'm not a fan of the text speak. Well, I was going to say, you're not a fan of texting full stop, really, are you? What do you mean? Text you some nice things recently. Did I get a response? No, I didn't. Let me, let me see. Well, I, I, let me know. Let me yeah, see. yeah. Let you have a look. Let me... Uh, Hi, boss. Missed you the last couple of days. I Hope know. you're feeling better. See I you know. tomorrow. Nothing. Mate, that was ages ago. I was ill. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was ill. Ill? Oh, but you're well enough to tweet. Yes, mate. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. to my friends on Twitter. Oh, oh, we're not friends now? We've never been friends. What are we then? Well, I, I mean... Oh, yeah. Did you stop texting me, please? Sorry, Catherine. Yeah, <laughs> been, yeah I do apologise. <laughs> yeah, I only text uh, my friends and I tweet yeah. to my friends, Justin. Okay. Uh, I would say... At best, we're, we're tenuous colleagues. All right, mate. Only okay. by default, you know. As long as I know, as long as I know, all those mystery clowns I bring back for you, that can soon stop. No, well, the last well, one was because you lost a bet, mate. No, I did not lose that bet. Again, let me just uh, re-say this live on air. I got you that McDonald's breakfast last week because I like you, not because I lost the bet. Mate, you got the bet wrong. Jonathan K. 
King wrote the lyrics oh, to no, Gloria. No. Gloria. Music I lovers. I think they got your number. Listen. Gloria. <laughs> glory, glory, ah. Jonathan King wrote that. I deal with music lovers week in, oh. week out. And they all say to me that I'm correct and you are wrong. All right, deal with it. Move on. Oh, you sorry, you finished having a go at me? Mm, well done. Young job seekers are missing out by using text speak in their applications. Disgraceful. Flipping idiots. What's going on? Um, how would you do idiots in text speak? Uh, there's probably an emoji for it. <laughs> My favourite emoji is of the gentleman wearing a turban. Yeah, what was that the other day? Why did you send me that? I just found it. I've only found out how to do emojis, um, like, literally in the last week. I'm like um, uh, a dog with two um, bones to play with, <laughs> honestly. Uh, and I, so I keep sending emojis, but the, the, the one that seems to pop up is the fellow with the turban on. I love, but there, then I found yesterday, I've got about 20 pages of emojis on my phone. Yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> so, so the guy with the turban is your favourite so far. Yeah. But, but you're yet to find something which could even beat that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, crying cactus. <sighs> what? A crying cactus? Forms saying things like, you are a great company to work for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and BTW, I'm out of work, ATM. <laughs> Hit their chances right from the start. Why would you do that? I've seen one of those. I've seen a CV sent like that. An it official... would be great to... When I used to work at, um, uh, years ago... Uh, actually, when I was at LBC as well, actually, you'd get handwritten CVs. But on paper, the, so it's, a, it's handwritten, which is rubbish. Get this, Chris, right? So the CVs are handwritten, which is rubbish, but it's not on even lined paper. So it's all, by the end of the thing, it's all curving down, and they're having to squeeze the letters in. It's out outrageous. This is this, my well, mate Ben. Morning, Ben. When he uh, finished college, decided that he was going to send his CV out, and he did it on pink paper, and he put the letter 69 on the bottom. Oh, for crying out loud. I bet he got a job. Yeah, media. Yeah. Oh, flipping heck. Chris, what would you like to say? The song you were on about earlier, is that Light Boy? I think that was the singing postman, and it was Molly Wimney. It goes, Molly Wimney, she smokes like a chimney, but she's my little nicotine girl. Got Light Boy. Chris, go from the... Give us that again, because your line cut out then. Give us that song from the start, go. Oh, Molly Wimney, she smokes like a chimney, but she's my little nicotine girl. Hey, got Light Boy. Wow. Uh, and that was by the singing postman? Yeah, I think so. Were the old... Everyone thinks the old days was all the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, but mainly it was rubbish, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, Chris, we've lost you, but I, I think we got the main thrust of your nonsense. <laughs> Have you got Light Boy? But then it was used as an advert for Ovaltine, wasn't it? It was it used was. as an advert. Yeah, Ovaltine Light. Have you got a Light Boy? Ovaltine Light. Have you got a late boy? Ovaltine Light. The Ovaltinis are local. They're from Hertfordshire. They must be, like, um, well, dead now, mustn't they? And I don't say that flippantly. Well, the Ovaltinis, were, the, were they the 40s? Yeah, they were like the um, uh, less um, out-of-order mini-pops, weren't they? Yeah. Remember the mini-pops? Yo, I used to want to be one of them. I've seen the videos recently. I'm glad my dad put his foot down. The mini-pops was... I'm, even at the time, we all thought that was just... Uh, not the kind of thing that should be on air. 
That was my knuckles, by the way. Justin. Yes. Six packs. Yes, yes, yes. The sun is celebrating the magic of the six packs. Yeah. A weird, weird thing. You're working towards getting one. Everyone, if you're a guy, surely your ambition is to get a nice six pack. Yeah. Um, Yes. um, Come on. If I said to you. Read some mind-enhancing literature. But if I said to you, come on in. I tell you what, you give me some money. Let's just say £500 and I can give you a six pack. You'd probably give me £500, wouldn't you? No, yeah, I think you would. What, do a Gareth Shuker and show my nipples to the world. <laughs> Gareth Shuker, you've missed this. Who's Gareth Shuker? <laughs> Gavin Shuker, sorry. Oh, Gareth, great G- guy. Gareth Shuker. His less known brother. <laughs> who, who managed to keep his, his top on. Oh, Gavin Shuker took his top Gavin off. Gavin Shuker took his top off and we all saw his nip-nips. No, I saw that and, uh, yeah, it was um, an interesting, an interesting article. But again, if he'd have had a six-pack, he'd have said, oh, fair play to him, look at that. But instead, you were looking and you were laughing, weren't I wasn't, you? No, I wasn't laughing at his three-pack. <laughs> I just thought it was inappropriate. For, I can't. The thing is, he tweeted me afterwards about yeah. that. Mm. I couldn't reply. Just it's the, not replying to a tweet is the equivalent of not looking someone in the eye. I couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah, I couldn't I do it. Imba- I, I've met that guy. Yeah. I've shook his hand when he was wearing hand. a balaclava. <laughs> <laughs> Balaclava to topless. Yeah, All know. the life of an MP. <laughs> so, uh, the sun <laughs> celebrating the magic of the six-pack. And up. a lot of people have been saying recently, yes. what's been going on? Where is the lady's perspective? So, today, we brought it back. Here we go. Hear that jingle. Oh, is the, jing- is the jingle in? Have I got to do... Hang on. Oh, I've had to move stuff around. Hang on. Oh, hang on. No, hang on, hang on. Right, do it again. Introduce it again. OK. People have been asking where and what has happened to the lady's perspective. Guys, it's who is, back. Who has been asking you that? A lot of people on Twitter. Who? Well, we listeners. One, no, we had one guy no, say no, about two weeks ago, and then you did one for him. Yeah, and people on the streets as well. People like this well, stuff. who? That's well, two people. Well, listeners, the well, audience. But, well, give us their names, their contact deets. Roy... Charlie. Roy and Charlie. Uh, Pauline. Okay. Here we go. For Roy and Charlie and Pauline. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The ladies, the ladies. The ladies' perspective with Ian Lee across beds, hearts and bucks. The ladies, the ladies. The ladies, the ladies. The ladies, the ladies. I want to put a question to you. Oh, go on then. Okay, six packs. Do you find them a turn on or a turn off? Oh, definitely a turn on. Love a love a man. <laughs> what do you love about the six pack so much? And, and and try and tone it down if you can. Just remember, we're a family program. What do you like about a man's six pack so much? Oh, they're lovely when you're looking at them, aren't they? All on that beach. Yeah. Mm. I have to look when the husband ain't looking though. Yeah. <laughs> so if I had a six-pack, you'd fancy me more? Oh, definitely, love, yeah. Yeah. Madam Six-Packs, turn on or turn off? Oh, turn on all the time. <laughs> well, tell me why, because some people back in our studio think they're a bit too much. Oh, toned, fit, what's what's wrong with that? Very good point. <laughs> six-pack, yes, I like six-pack. Six-pack, yes, I like. Madam, is um, ladies' perspective special? Do you find men with a six-pack a turn on or a six turn pack? off? What's that? Six-pack, what's that? It's when you're ripped. You mean torn? Yeah. No. Six-packs, you love them or do you hate them? Love them. What's that playing there? I'm waiting to be put through to someone. That ringtone's dreadful. It's the music they make you listen to while you're on hold. Terrible. What do you like so much about a six-pack? Just the firmness, I suppose, and the muscles. Okay. I'll let you get back to your call, thanks. Okay, bye.
Gosh, uh, emotional piece there, Justin. Absolutely. Sometimes, you know, when you're talking to uh, ladies on a perspective... Did you speak to any ladies there? Uh, yes. <laughs> Cheeky. Uh, yes, um, uh, the feedback on the street is conclusive. Uh, ladies it's out there who do love the six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've made me laugh so much. Thank you very much. Cheers, so, Justin. All right, cheers, See you later. Uh, my big brother, Kid Science. My big brother told me uh, that if I blow into a bowl of sherbet, it becomes more flavoursome. <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa says, does reshaping our Bic Biros and rulers in the Bunsen burner count? Yes. yes, it does. Do they still let kids have Bunsen burners? Because let's be honest, to give a load of stroppy 13, 14, 15 year olds access to fire, that's, that's nuts, isn't it? And I'm surprised there weren't more incidents and accidents. We were evacuated from the lab once <laughs> because my mate Katie set fire to the wall. <laughs> don't they, teachers, uh, like covering walls in paper and yeah. then putting posters on top? Yeah. yeah, don't do that next to a gas tap. <laughs> it was gas taps. Surely, surely, and I'm not in any way suggesting that, 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 that they do this, but why did none of the nutty kids, and we all know who they were, and we actually we know why they were nutty now, looking back in retrospect, so God bless them all, but surely the nutty kids would have left the gas on one night. Did that never happen? And I'm not, if, if any, you know, kids that have been radicalised are listening, I'm not suggesting you do that, but... Um, but you just kind of... I think maybe the lab assistant's job at the end of each session would be to go and check the gas taps, yeah. no? I just think it's nuts that they let kids have access to gas and fire. 08459 four double five five double five is the phone number. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 southbound slow from Junction 5 for Stoke and Church to 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabouts. And also anti-clockwise on the M25, it's heavy between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. On the A1M southbound, that's looking very slow on the speed sensors from Junction 8 for Stevenage North to Junction 7 for the A602. And in Thamesford on the A1 Great North Road, that's slow around the Black Cat roundabout looking at the speed sensors. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.46. It is Tuesday the 7th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The former Prime Minister, Tony Blair, will enter the election fray today with a speech in his former Sedgefield constituency. Animal rights campaigners in Hertfordshire are calling for an end to travelling petting zoos after a weekend event was cancelled. And the major Easter rail improvement works at Watford have been completed on time and lines are open as normal this morning. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's another beautiful day across all three counties. Some blue sky and sunshine. Perhaps a little bit of cloud, but we're still going to get the sunny spells through the afternoon. The wind is light and a maximum temperature could reach 17 Celsius. Overnight, it's a repeat of last night. Clear spells, temperatures tumble. We're looking at perhaps a patchy grass frost first thing tomorrow morning and a bit of mist and fog as well. But that will lift fairly swiftly once the sun rises on Wednesday morning. And then it's a day of sunny spells again and similar temperatures and that's your forecast. 
If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Now, this week, Muslim scholars launched a digital magazine to fight radicalisation on the web by extremist groups. Here are the times right now on one of these great classics called Miss Grace. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Here's the menu for today. Chicken and chorizo jambalaya. Perfect tart tata. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Why is this number of IVF rounds so variable depending on your postcode? Zayn Malik leaving One Direction. I know a lot of people were upset by it. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. Let's start at the beginning then. How does someone become abducted by their mum age two? BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's have some taxes, please, Catherine. I've got some bits and pieces we can look at in the papers. If you want to give us a call, uh, kids, science, what have you eaten that you shouldn't eat? And Well, you know us here, anything you fancy, really. So uh, there's kind of a hangover, isn't there, after the, after a long weekend like this? Literally, in some cases. For some people, but yeah. there is always a hangover where things are... Was that a reference about Kelly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. Um, it takes a while for everyone to kind of get back into the mood. And so it's half-term for kids still. To be honest, the news isn't pulling its weight. No. Well, it, the, 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 all it is is pictures of, of um, politicians in jumpers or, you know, looking really pleased. And they look like... Yeah. Daily Mirror, page nine. Gosh, don't look at it. You can't unsee it. Um, but... Um uh, they're all wearing the same jumper, aren't they? Anyway, uh, Janet in Chesant says, not only did we have bun- Bunsen burners, but we also had little asbestos mats to stand them on. Oh, Frayed yeah, we had as asbestos. Well. And it was, it, I remember um, we would dare each other to lick it. Oh, you... Oh. I've licked... I mean, but it was the good asbestos. It was all tightly compacted. Well, Janet was frayed, she says. Oh, oh, oh. not best. <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie me, yes, OK. Uh, Aid wants to go back to... Well, he, actually, he doesn't want to go back to it. He, he sent this through when it was um, something we've been talking about recently. Now we've not been. But I, I think we should read this out anyhow. Yeah, go. Zoos, farms and eating animals are all forms of exploitation. Yeah. How strange it is to teach children to respect animals and not harm them when we needlessly kill billions of them for food. No, we don't, it's not needless, mate. I'm hungry. That is also destroying the planet and our own health. No. Speciesism is Ooh. just as bad as racism, no. sexism no. and homophobia. No, it's not. That's, that's a nonsense. Yeah, of course we're exploiting animals. But uh, yeah, and I, listen, I was a vegetarian for 26 years. I've been a, a meat eater for just over a year now. And uh, meat wins. Meat wins. Hands down, man. It's so nice. And there's still so much. I had um, soft shell crab the other day. Oh, yeah. Oh. What do you think? Ooh, I thought it was nice. But you don't like tuna. Mm, I don't taste the tuna, it tastes the crab. Oh, it was nice. Oh. What did it taste like? It's just, well, um, fish. What kind of fish? Mm, tuna. No, it just tastes. No, he's wrong. He's, he's wrong on, on, on pretty much every level. Uh, it's important for kids to know where their food comes from. That's why, uh, you know, you should take kids to farms and stuff. And never, uh, we've never shied away telling our boys that that is a, what, what have you got there, lamb? What, like the animal lamb? Mm. Yeah. Never shy away from them because what's the point? We had lamb on um, uh, Easter Sunday and uh, my do- my eldest daughter asked me what we were having for tea. Beautiful. I said, lamb. She went, you can't do that, it's Easter. Yeah. I went, oh, actually, you're right. Yeah. There'll be a flipping massive rabbit in the back garden later on. Maybe we should have some of that. Yeah, beautiful. It's have nature, isn't it? It's nature. It, it, it is... I've had rabbit, it's very fiddly. Uh, well, you try and pin those things down. Um, it is... 
cheese. But yeah, I give the kids all the facts. And if they decide they don't want to eat meat, beautiful. Then I will, you know, good, good for them. I'll support them all the way. I was thinking I may go back to being a vegetarian at some point, but right now I'm enjoying meat. I'm well, as long it. as you're enjoying yourself. I'm enjoying myself. Told you the rabbit was playing uh, football, Kelly. You may not have heard. Did I tell you my rabbit was playing football recently? No, t- tell me. More. Rabbit's been playing football recently yeah. in the back garden. A lot of fun. We've been enjoying that. Me and the what boys. What face did I do when you told me that story? I don't remember. Did that face? Said, is it playing football though? No. Turns out it's humping the ball. Because oh. I saw, I was watching it. I thought, oh, this yeah. is so sweet. This, I'm going to, I'm going to connect with nature by watching it kick a horrible Thomas the Tank Engine football around. Mm. And then once it managed to pin it against the wall, it got on top of it and was. You didn't tell me it was a Thomas mm. one. Yeah, was yeah. Thomas, yeah. the face. <laughs> yeah, the face was all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> cheeky. But I love your response to that. Is to get think about getting him castrated. Why don't you just let him have the ball? No. Maybe cause... write his name on it so no one else touches it. I like to play with that ball. Well, so does he. Okay. Do you want another text? Yeah, give us a text. What total tosh from Todd trying to ban the petting zoos? How come if you go to Stevenage, right next to the town centre, there is a duck pond that the wild ducks approach people for feeding? Admittedly, most time you're not petting them, but they have no problem coming up to people. Domesticated ducks have no problems being touched, says Matt and Hitchin. And petting zoos are good, says Lynn of Hemel. Uh, RSPCA, always checking up at events. I care deeply about animal welfare, but animal rights extremists often go too far. Well, Well, I don't know if that gentleman... I don't know if that gentleman was an extremist. No, I, I, listen, I think it, I, I, I do feel a bit bad that I may have given him a hard run. I was, I was trying to be fair and equal and I don't think I necessarily was. Uh, but I, I think he just cares passionately uh, about the welfare of animals and you can't knock that. Well, maybe you can. I, I, I choose not to knock that. I just think, I, I just think with, with petting zoos, he should go and see a few more petting zoos because some of them I think are brilliant. Before he Absolutely makes his mind brilliant. Up. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I I don't like zoos. I won't if the, if my wife's taking the kids to zoos. I won't go. Uh, I, I'm no interest at all. I think they're horrible Victorian places that we don't need anymore. And um, aviaries as well. I don't. I hate no. aviaries. Oh, you go and see a sad owl sat in an aviary. Flipping heck. Um, but petting zoos. Uh, Jerry's on the line. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. We are the Oval Teenies, little girls and boys. Make your request, we'll not refuse you. We are here just to amuse you. Would you like a song or story? Will you share our joys? At games and sports, we're more than keen. Oh, happier children could be seen. Because we all drink Oval Teen, we're happy girls and boys. And that was 1935-ish. And were you one of the originals? Oh, yes. Were you? My Oval Teenies badge, oh. my Mickey Mouse Club badge. So what did you get for being an oval teeny? Oh, all sorts of things. Bullied? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. And no, what was it? Was it was it a radio show? Yes, it was on Radio Normandy. Blimey. And yes. it was just kids singing songs? Well, yes, and there were stories oh. and all sorts of things. And did you have to send off for, to, to become a member? Yes, I yeah. seem to remember that, yeah. See, this is the thing, Jerry. Kids now, if they want to become a member of a... They don't really even get clubs anymore. If you want to join something, you go on a Facebook page and click like, and that's it, you're in. <laughs> Whereas back in the day, I, I'm old enough to remember, you had to fill in a form, you had to get a postal order, or, or persuade mum and dad to write you a cheque, you had to put it in the post, and then every day for the next three weeks, you're waiting... Has it come yet, mum? Has it come yet? And uh, there's kind of that anticipation. And when that Dennis the Menace wallet and fan club pack came through, you treasured it. Yep, true enough. Jerry, listen, thank you very much indeed. Uh, uh, I had that. But it's true, that thing of filling in the form. (laughs) And or, Or you didn't sometimes... 
you would um, uh, you would sell a tape uh, uh, pound notes to it, or later on, when probably I later on you'd sell a tape two pound coins and a twenty pence piece or something yeah. to the form, and then every day for the next three weeks, as opposed to being yet yeah, no nothing for you. That's the only club I was in, the Dennis the Menace fan club. I was Dennis the Menace, and I was um, uh, uh, Dandy as well. Oh really, double agent Pietist club. Yeah, yeah, but kids don't have that thing. Of, of of writing and waiting for something, writing off and waiting for something to come. They just go on Facebook and click like or follow on Twitter, which is fine because you get the instant connectivity. I'm not necessarily knocking that, but the anticipation and something physical coming through the post. Yeah. I miss the fact that you don't get fan clubs for bands anymore, where you get four newsletters a year with an update on the bands. You get you get a photograph with a, a, a photocopy of their autograph on it. You don't get that. Although you same, kind of do. Where mailing list. Yeah, but it's impersonal. Yeah. Yeah. My sister used Band to be... Band club's run by a, an 18-year-old yeah. girl from her flat in Huddersfield. My sister used to be in a take-that kind of thing, right? Tribute band? No, it Push was... Push machine, it Mark was, Owen. It, it was kind of a fan club. It's quite girly. It was kind of a fan club, but it was... And she was about... 14. Yeah. Um, but it sort of was a chain letter as well, and you'd have to send your address, and it, oh. it was really odd, right? It led to some very, very strange phone calls. Really? Yeah. One girl who was... Um, well, clearly not right, hey. and, she, and 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 wasn't allowed out of wherever Ooh. she was in. Ooh. But you know, she could write to people and phone them. So up. she had some kind of freedom then. Well, in her mind. Uh, Hertfordshire animal, um, um, what are they called animal results, animal reflex. What does the R stand for? Pardon? Ah, what does the R stand for? Uh, what does the R stand for? Right. What does Let the R stand for? Rights. Thank you. They've tweeted me. Thanks for having us on this morning. Yeah, Hertfordshire Animal Rights. That's what the R stands for. So, they're called Ha. Ha ha. It's no laughing matter, animal rights. Very serious. Ha ha to you. Oh, yeah, by the way, the thing that gave you stripy teeth. Penicillin. Tetracycline. Oh, uh, yeah. What was that in, though? Penicillin. Don't know. Uh, this is from a dental nurse in Hertfordshire. Morning, dental nurse from Hertfordshire. Also, if there's any acid, anything acidic in the diet, this can include things like bit fruit. With, bit trouble with your words today, isn't there? Fruit juice. It's my teeth. I've got very big teeth. Acidic detritus. Great mm. prog rock group from the 70s. I've got their first two albums on vinyl. Anyway, um, it's very interesting. Before they this, became big. We've not got time, so... We've got time. We've got a minute. We've got a minute. Tetracycline staining. Also, if there's anything acidic in the diet, this can include things like fruit, fruit juices, fizzy drinks, and even if sugar-free, amongst many other things, etc., etc., being consumed at short intervals, this will also compromise the enamel and create an environment for decay, just as sugar will in the mouth. If the teeth are constantly brushed following snacks and drinks when the enamel is softest due to the acidic environment, this will also wear away at the enamel faster, leaving the teeth to decay more easily. Just saying, dental nose in Hertfordshire. No, it turns out we didn't have time for that, so that's um, that's a real uh, that's a real shame. I've not said this. Have you seen the fella on the motorway? What do you want? Salty Play-Doh. Emma in Welling Garden City ate that. She shouldn't have. Play-Doh just looks and smells so delicious. Mm. I haven't got time to tell you about the fella doing 85 miles on the motorway, 85 miles per hour on a busy motorway. It's like a van, and um, one of the passengers gets out and sort of leans out. Why? Just, just for a laugh. He's going to lose it? his job, though. Yeah. A workman leans out of a van doing 85 miles per hour on a busy motorway. Hang on a minute. The picture was taken by another driver. From which side? Sorry? Our side. Uh, that's it. That's your lot. Let's get the trap. Travel news.
news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40, it's still busy southbound from Junction 5 for Stoke and Church to 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross Roundabout. And it's busy on the M25 anti-clockwise round Junction 19 for Watford. On the A1M southbound, it's looking very slow from Junction 8 for the A602 to 7 for Stevenage South. And in Milton Keynes, looking at the speed sensors on the A421 standing way, it is looking very slow now through the roadworks at the Kingston Roundabouts. And on the trains, the 904 service from Milton Keynes Central to London Euston is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. So today we've had um, petting zoos, we've had six packs, could combine the two, make it more interesting for the mums and some of the dads. I'm just saying, that's all I'm just saying. There was a podcast last week. If you missed it, then, uh, well, go and download it. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Catherine. Tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, Tata. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, do you think it's acceptable to take children out of school to?